0: I'm Maddie,
1: and I'm Ryan. Welcome to the Mutant Welcome. Ages.
0: We are gonna talk about Rogue.
1: We're gonna because... talk about me, sugar. It's my day to shine. <laughs> Everybody we can have touch me today.
0: Reached the episode of X Men: The Animated Series where we learn a little bit, not a ton, but a little bit about Rogue's backstory. Because this is a show where we review every adaptation of the X Men ever. That's true. Back when we- Watching X-Men the animated series
1: and this is a episode that previously on other episodes of this show right here I was like <laughs> I'm making fun of it and then I watched this episode and I can say right now this is probably the most solid episode of season two and probably the best one we've seen so far so I was yeah. wrong I, I was wrong in my memory
0: it's better than some of the season one episodes that I liked. no I,
1: I definitely think that Slave Island is probably top of the list but
0: yeah I liked uh, that one and I liked The Cure and there are other ones I can't remember them all that I enjoyed but this one is definitely like pulling Ed in season two which is a low bar but whatever uh, yeah, it's fine. Seriously
1: and it's better than all the other origin stories we've seen so far like, oh, so we definitely. don't have to be Rogue doesn't go to the south and go to a magical pond where a lady flies out of it and asks for a butter dish and then murders everyone.
0: Yeah, um, that episode made no sense. Actually, like most of the backstory episodes in season two, which for people, if you're if this is your first Mutant Ages episode, most of season two has just been little backstory episodes about each of the X-Men. Like we had a Wolverine one and a Storm one, a Gambit one. Is that everybody that we did so far? Who am I forgetting?
1: So I think that's it that's so it. far. Yeah. yeah,
0: and then, I don't know, It they've all been terrible, but this one has actually been pretty interesting. So, and also,
1: yeah, I made fun of this because I was like, Rogue screams so much in this episode, but honestly, it's not as much as we remember.
0: I mean, it's still a lot, but.
1: It's a lot, <laughs> but, like, it's a good episode. But the screaming. Yeah, I
0: mean, I, I think you could argue that it's earned because it's a dramatic episode and it's serious, but. Right.
1: But the screaming sounds a little like this. No! <laughs> Whoa, what's
0: <the> matter? No! <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God i like how it's like a secondary recording but it's still so loud like it's still so loud i'm gonna have to like turn that down in post because it's still like a lot in my ears yeah well sorry i should have warned you your spoken voice isn't even that loud you know well, that's because I was but, holding
1: the phone directly in front of the microphone, which is not what I do, but I, I felt I like know, Rogue would volume. be really close up to the microphone because she'd be into like that. I like
0: like a particular frequency that's like damaging my brain. Anyway, that was why we made fun of this episode for many years is because but of you know Rogue what? screaming so much. It only
1: happened four times. I thought it was more than that, but I was clipping it as I was watching the episode to make that thing because I was going <laughs> to be like, this is going to be a funny joke. The one that I just played. i would be funny yeah. if I like have 20 clips of her screaming and it was only four times. It's like, why did I think she screamed the entire episode is it because she just did it for the first three minutes of the episode and then I think it so. stopped
0: i think it's just that it's all concentrated into like a couple specific moments and it's really noticeable because the voice actress's scream i mean we just played it it's so intense it's like, like
1: blood curdling scream
0: she really was going all out in the vocal recording booth that day and they <laughs> used those takes they weren't like hey can you try like dialing it back slightly you
1: know what's funny nope. is that i'm like listening to it and i'm like was it the same clip repeatedly and it wasn't it's like, it's
0: not. It's like unique screams each time.
1: I was kind of impressed with that. I was I like, wow. I hope she had
0: like a lot of tea with Honey after doing that recording sesh. Anyway... Previously previously on the the X Men. -Men. (laughs) Previously Previously.
1: on the X Men. (laughs) A bunch of origin stories. Oh
0: my god! Okay. (laughs) A bunch Um, of
1: orange orange stories. A bunch of orange stories. Oranges and apples. Uh, So (laughs) Magneto and Xavier
0: are just gone. They're in the Savage Land. They're in the Savage Land. This is finally an episode where that matters again, plot-wise. So I guess it's worth mentioning.
1: We don't see them though. We don't, but it is
0: important that Mr. Sinister was involved in ensuring that Professor X, and also Magneto, but that's less relevant, has been kidnapped and waylaid in the Savage Land.
1: We will get to that, but it is kind of weird how this is the episode that tied all that together. (laughs) It is
0: really funny. It's like Mr. Sinister that. shows up and is like, hey, remember like a thousand years ago when I kidnapped <laughs> Professor X or rather set him up on a blind date with his ex and <laughs> got him trapped on an island in the middle of nowhere. Anyway, <sighs> that's finally coming back. So yeah, that's I think, important. Okay,
1: yeah. So that's it. So they're in the Savage Land. Mr. Sinister was introduced at the beginning of the season and he's kind of the villain pulling the strings behind. the. He's back Although behind he hasn't the been video camera again. He hasn't been very
0: many strings at all lately. Yeah. He's no, like I think he is. I think up he's just episode. like
1: watching. The, his home movies of the X-Men Like that's all he's doing right now Yeah
0: that's what all the that's what all the backstory episodes have been They've just been Mr. Right. Sinister's home movies
1: Right and then also the Friends of Humanity Were introduced but that hasn't been relevant And then there's a bunch of time travel bullshit So really season 2 has been all. all over the place Like
0: It super I, has I mean in general we've liked the Friends of Humanity episodes not that any of those Are relevant to this episode they're not But we have thought also, those storylines are good The time travel episode was just a total waste of time Though so whatever right.
1: and not to say That we I lost my train of thought Whatever You know what let's just start Okay (laughs) Magic All Alright so this is called A Rogue's Tale And I want to make note But that it was written by uh, Robert Skeer And Marty Eisenberg And I'm only bringing this up Because after I watched the episode, I messaged Matty and I was like, "Who wrote this episode? Because it was really good." Mm-hmm. I, he had they had written other episodes of X Men that we had really liked. They had also written a bunch of Gargoyles episodes that we really liked, including my favorite, where they go into the future and find that like everyone's dead and Brooklyn's like leading the gargoyles. Mm-hmm. They wrote for they wrote for Batman the animated series, um, like as this duo. So they tend to write a lot of kind of like.
0: Trippy episodes.
1: Yeah, I was trying to figure out the best way to like describe <laughs> this, but it's like like they did that weird virtual reality riddler episode of Batman the Animated Series. Mm-hmm. So that's it's just kind of cool. similar
0: to this because this is yeah. another like entering the mindscape episode, which. I mean, sometimes that can be great. Sometimes it cannot be as great. I actually kind of liked that stuff in the storm episode, and I think you did too when they were like in the astral plane, and there was yeah, like all those trippy cool. visuals. I remember we, I think we both thought that was cool. Uh, and so this episode is kind of similar to that, except instead of the astral plane, we're inside Rogue's mind. And, right, but it's kind and of It's a kind of interesting concept. how they
1: do it. And then um, I also wanted to mention that I think I don't know if they both did, but I know that Robert did go on to help produce X-Men Evolution, which sort of explains why the tone of this episode matches a lot of X-Men Evolution stuff like this episode, like is like completely redone in X-Men Evolution, like not word Mm -hmm. for word, but it's like the same same plot. plot, So,
0: Yeah. yeah. And also like it's a more goth version of Rogue that we're seeing in this episode. Like she's she's starting to get. Closer to the version that we might know in later years of X Men, right? Adaptations, right, right.
1: But in this, is this is the first time we see that her like sassy personality come down, and we're everyone's kind of like surprised by it like they know that rogue puts on a front but then when suddenly she was not doing it anymore all the X Men are like what's happening what do we do
0: yeah yeah
1: who do we call like <laughs> what do we do
0: i mean normally Jean, would call for, for once X, but he's not right around. but for once
1: the only person in this entire episode that could do anything is gene Jean, and Jean's like guys i got this and yeah everyone's so the first like time we're not sure gene because you haven't done anything yet so okay
0: I will give this episode that credit as well. This is like the first time Jean has been u- like useful the entire time, and I was like yeah. shocked by it because we like haven't seen that ever on this show. No, like suddenly we haven't. Jean can do things, and I was like, I mean, thank God, but and like, where were these powers? And do better than Xavier could, yeah. like. It's anyway we, we need to recap the episode So All right. it starts out With a lightning and thunderstorm Bolt. That isn't anything to do with storm we're just, we're, in
1: this, we're, yeah, we're just in the city And it's
0: raining And there's a lady with a red umbrella And as soon as they showed her face I was like oh this is Mystique And I don't know if that was just me remembering the episode Or just because of the way that they animate her Like distinctive cheekbones and eyes Where she like still kind of looks like Mystique Even though she doesn't she's not blue She, she I think it looks was, like a lady I
1: just remember because yeah, I've I don't seen know. the episode enough. But
0: she does still kind of have like th- that distinctive like high cheekbones beautiful face that Mystique has on this show. Right, well,
1: you know, Mystique is a beautiful blue lady.
0: She is, she's gorgeous. Um so anyway, she's carrying a red umbrella and <laughs> this is like a, a hilarious opening. Concept is that a dude comes up to her and tries to forcibly take her umbrella because it's raining and he's like mad. Like, like he's not even
1: trying to rob her; she know, just well, wants he to is. take he's her just umbrella. Only
0: trying to take her umbrella. Well,
1: yeah, but like not of money or anything of importance. Which and she's like funny. already wet. Like, what does he need the umbrella for at this point? I don't Whatever. know. I
0: I <laughs> thought it was like pretty hilarious. So anyway, then Mystique sort of hides her face behind the umbrella, and then as he's trying to take it, she turns into like a monster and just screams at him and he's like yeah he
1: just (laughs) kind of goofily trips away but doesn't like question it but it's clear
0: now to us that this is mystique or at least more clear than it was a moment ago
1: right and also this is another one of those episodes where we see a lot of the humans just watching ship being blown up they don't panic they just stand there and watch and they're like seems about right
0: is there a human in the background of this scene? I must have missed them. I'm glad no, they're sticking just, with that I'm theme. I'm just
1: saying that we're gonna see a lot of that, especially when they're at the hospital and Rouge is just like oh, standing yeah, there. You're
0: right. <laughs> I forgot about those scenes. Anyway, so Mystique goes into like a mysterious building, and there's a candle in there, and. It's empty, or appears to be empty, and so she lights the candle, and then all of a sudden, Mister Sinister is there, standing in this the shadows. This is like
1: one of those reasons why I watched this episode so many times as oh, a kid. God, yeah, this because scene is it, really This was cool. like, well, but this is like quintessential Mister Sinister. He's like in the dark for no reason. Yeah, but you can only see if... him when the lightning flashes, and he's also like laughing half the time. Yeah, it's, it's a cool not really shot, explained.
0: though. I mean, it's it's like really over the top, but it it looks cool. And I mean, it's it works. I'm not I'm not complaining fun. about it. So and so Mystique says, "You said you." have a gift for me and sinister goes yes one day i will ask for repayment and the gift is that he got rid of professor x that's not like really a like bit. a gift and i wrote great gift <laughs> <laughs> it's great it's actually benefited yeah, he everyone. did that
1: specifically for mystique and also like but
0: it's actually also benefiting all of the x-men is yeah it's true realize. like
1: mr sinister's like i leave the x-men now and everyone's like oh thank god
0: <laughs> well so then sinister says the x-men will be like lambs to the slaughter and i'm like will they though because they've been doing like a lot better without professor x around like yeah and
1: it's not like mr sinister's been checking in on them since he captured them, because now he's just fucking around with magneto and xavier so yeah well like, he
0: was pretty busy doing that i mean that takes up a lot of time plus he was like watching videos of all the x-men that he had created so right so he's he's just busy he's busy
1: and then mystique's all shocked so she drops her candle but then takes out her lighter and they just have this continued conversation about like how she can go and get rogue again so she just grabs her umbrella and leaves and then we see this shot of mr sinister just standing there laughing (laughs) in the dark and then like literally disappears like just disappears straight up disappears
0: well he's got every single power i mean to
1: be fair it's between like Lightning flashing in the room but like Yeah he just literally like teleported Away but you still hear him laughing after he Teleported like yeah that's, that's
0: part of his powers Important he can, to know he can move really fast but His laughter just remains in, in places Yeah it's whenever cool. you hear
1: evil laughter Like trailing behind you it's Mr Sinister but from like another dimension
0: It probably is I'm Constantly I mean, hearing evil laughter trailing behind Me but I think nothing of it because I just know it's sinister Watching me
1: he's watching he's watching over You oh
0: <laughs> he's my guardian Angel yeah. <laughs> anyway <laughs> So I want somebody scene. to
1: draw that as a fan art and send it to us at the mutantages at gmail.com. <laughs> Yes please Oh my do. god So the like, next with scene with little angel wings The next all scene right.
0: is a county fair And there's all these like Farm stands with fruit and stuff And
1: Oh I, is that what it was? I thought yeah. it was a farmer's market But maybe that makes more sense It's
0: a fair Because aren't there also like Little rides and stuff I feel like I, there's kids I mean around. I really
1: don't remember I don't know I just... it,
0: it reminds me of like The Vermont county fair That I used to go to as a kid And summer Yeah me can. too
1: it, Well not Vermont But like other fairs and Where there's I, like
0: some rides None of this matters No one it,
1: What what matters is that, like, this is a date that Pyro and Avalanche are on. (laughs) They are on a date.
0: They are on a date.
1: They're, like, winning each other prizes.
0: It's, like, been a while since we hung out with Pyro and Avalanche and the blob. They're buying each other corn. Oh, my
1: God. Jesus Christ. The blob here pissed me off again. Okay. I I hate him on this show.
0: I really like this episode, but the blob is the only part of it that I was, like,. This doesn't need to be here Like
1: Yeah but the problem Isn't with the episode The problem is the way That this show portrays The blob yeah, Period Yeah And it's like Okay Which sucks so sucks like, because
0: Even within this episode We're reminded once again That the blob has like Really cool powers but he's still repeatedly treated as a joke in the episode for no reason. But anyway, he's walked, I'm skipping ahead. He's walking out with
1: a huge tub of ice cream, which I don't know where he got that at the counterfeiter. But he's just like, ooh, tutti fruity And I was like, oh, ugh.
0: <laughs> and he like eats a bunch of ice cream and then burps and the shot like lingers on that for like... F- I don't know, 5-10 seconds. Way too and I'm long. Like this isn't funny. It's just the blob eating some ice cream. Like that's it's all like, that this is. Whatever. I mean, she's
1: not wrong. Ice cream's delicious, but the it, way they a treat it point. on this show is like
0: <laughs> every time we see the blob he's eating food and it's like, okay, fine. Anyway, and
1: burping and farting. And it's like, mm-hmm. okay. I this was also I keep saying this, this is the nineties when like, obesity was treated like a joke for some reason. I, mean, I don't know it why. It still
0: is, but I feel like back then they wouldn't even try to come up with a joke. Like the entire joke would be like a fat person. Is on screen, like that would yeah. be the extent of the joke writing, it would just be like, get it, and it's like, there's I mean, no joke at all here. Like, you're I, just to I'm not telling gonna, I'm to not gonna laugh say things person. are
1: necessarily better now, but I do think they are better in comparison to like most 90s TV shows where like that was an ongoing
0: trick. I, think I don't better know, better now because people like talk about it now. Like, as a kid, well, I did, yeah, we talk about everything about now. At now. At That's all, yeah. You know? So Pyro and Avalanche are, like, mucking everything up at this fair. Pyro makes, like, an X, and I thought that that was, like, a weird thing where I was, like, are they pretending that they're the X-Men? But then that never really panned out. They're just
1: using it as, like, an X-Men bat signal to get the X-Men to come out there, and they do. Mm -hmm. they all come up it
0: does work (laughs) the x-jet flies in
1: yeah and it seems that like rogue and storm are also dating here uh, oh yeah they're dating for the
0: entire episode like get ready for that i Um, like
1: forgot about that already
0: (laughs) so rogue and storm fly out of the x-jet and then it lands and wolverine and cyclops run out those are the only x-men that are present for this (laughs) wait
1: so wolverine and cyclops are also dating
0: (laughs) yeah they are Oh, it's two couples. They're on a double date together, uh, and they stop by the no, county tripl- fair. No, a
1: triple date if you count Pyro and Avalanche. True. Anyway, this is what the real episode's about, guys.
0: <laughs> it is okay. <laughs> so
1: Rogue recognizes them from Weir Island because she's like she's the only one that would remember them at this point. Oh,
0: that didn't even occur to me actually. But all she well, says is s- a joke about it. She's like, Cyclops is like, What do you see, Rogue? And she's like, A fat boy and a pair of juvenile delinquents, which is like a cutesy rogue line. But she isn't like, I recognize these characters from before. Which would actually be I th- helpful. I, th-
1: I, th- I thought she said Sith or something like She's like,
0: I saw them on Weir Island. Oh, maybe she did.
1: All right, well. Anyway, so Pyro just, like, leaves. Yeah, like, he
0: sees the X-Men, and he's like, I changed my mind. I actually don't want to fight the X-Men. He's like, I don't
1: actually want to fight any of these guys. And Avalanche <laughs> was like, well, I do. Yeah. And Pyro's like, all right, I guess we're breaking up. Bye. Yeah. <laughs> like,
0: Avalanche says he wants a shot at those X-Geeks, and he keeps calling the X-Men different insults with the word X in front of it, like, throughout the entire episode. And each time, I, like, couldn't tell what he was saying because I'm an idiot. You know
1: what? <laughs> it just occurred to me that I never thought about this before, but it makes sense now because the same writers on this episode are the people that produced X-Men Evolution, but Avalanche in X-Men Evolution also calls them X-geeks and a lot of the Brotherhood calls them X-geeks, and that's hmm. the only time like I recognize it from. That's wow. interesting. Well, he does that it a lot like, in
0: this episode as well. So anyway, as soon as he says that, Cyclops shoots him and Avalanche does like a really funny scream there. He gets to do a lot of yeah. screams in this episode as well. Everyone's just
1: screaming in this episode. It's like Wah!
0: I just remember like really enjoying the sound of how the voice actor did that particular scream. Well,
1: yeah, and then the blob goes to fight them and he he fights them by throwing ice cream and going, You can't have any which made me annoyed again. <laughs> it makes
0: no sense also. Like you're throwing again. ice cream at them, but also saying they can't have it. Oh, that's god, the real it... problem with this scene yeah. Just the lack of <laughs> Well don't worry it gets worse everywhere. in
1: a second Because Rogue goes down and punches him But he just gets sucked into me He's like ha ha my gut's so fat You just get sucked in I'm like that's not your power Your power is not being fat Oh my god it's like really annoying to me I don't think evolution does it like that much better, but I do think that they well, don't we'll make jokes. will see when we and, get there. Like, he eats a lot, but he definitely is somebody that, like, is kind of like... Like,
0: he gets used his more powers. More like a
1: wrestler type. Yeah. Yeah. Like, he's just really strong and you can't move him because that's the thing. No one can move the blob. But he's like this strong dude and he's kind of like a wrestler. That's the way they pose him as, which is... I think Better, that's but I'm cool, sure. and I
0: also like the idea of him being the episode in theory, because he's a character that usually Rogue can't manage to defeat. So, like, right. that's interesting, but in this, it's just like a one-second interchange, where she kind of bounces off of him, and then she collapses into a pile of rubble, and then... Right the then next she sees... actual plot of the episode starts, which is that Rogue starts seeing this vision of a blonde woman who's staring see, at her. See, I wondered
1: in this particular shot if that was actually still Mystique as that blonde woman there trying to get her attention to try and trigger her memory to start having the hallucinations. That's I mean, what I interpreted it as.
0: I don't think so because a scene later, Rogue admits that the visions have been going on for a while, remember?
1: Oh, I see. That's right. Okay, so, so she passes out and Cyclops is just like, what the fuck just happened yeah Rogue's just like she's like
0: who are you yeah and she falls starts asleep. screaming she, like, at passes the woman out and, and it's is
1: like, like what is happening right now
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah and then there's a little weird scene of rogue like floating through her mind and like seeing visions yeah. of all so the this x-men is about,
1: this is when this this episode really picks up and it's just like pretty much great going forward it's just that we had to get a Past all that Brotherhood nonsense First mm-hmm. An umbrella
0: um, stealing Come on That Mr. Sinister Scene well, was really cool Okay that scene was
1: great I loved it But this is when It starts getting like Really sort of dark And serious And there's not like A lot of jokes In this episode Going forward Like they got that All out already The jokes are done Yeah. Now it's time to watch Somebody suffer like From severe hallucinations For the next 15 minutes <laughs>
0: Yeah Yeah So she sees all the X-Men floating by And don't remember If the blonde girl Is there or not But we're kind of Seeing Rogue like Floating through Her own head in this sort of panicked state
1: she's just seeing all these faces of people she's absorbed basically right right
0: right um and, and then we we open on rogue lying in like a hospital bed and she's back yeah. at the x mansion again
1: and i gave it to like who, who is it Cher Who is it yeah. And Rogue's like I,
0: I don't know What's going on Where am I Who am I And meanwhile We pan out And we see that Gambit and Cyclops Were just like Staring at Rogue While she was sleeping <laughs> And like screaming In her sleep I guess So it's like I guess a lot of time Has gone by And Rogue was just I, Screaming the entire the time The whole
1: time I think I, I do like that Gambit's There trying to like Help her I like Cyclops isn't doing Anything at all Cyclops but, is like, just
0: standing there Like I'm not even a doctor I don't really know Why I'm here I'm kind of freaked out Right now
1: Yeah Pretty much And then this great Oh my god I was so mad about all this Not because of the episode Being bad Just, just like Quintessential Xavier Being stupid God where, yes like This where, whole
0: episode Is such an indictment Of Xavier Just like top to bottom But whatever Oh my
1: god Okay so Cyclops is like So What Were you working on With Xavier Rogue Because you said The hallucinations Are going on for a while A Rogue's all like Well He was helping me Erase my memories And I was like Why was he doing that Yeah Like why is that a solution to things it's just to wipe people's minds like that doesn't help anything it's such classic
0: xavier too because he wiped memories of like her life like she forgot about her entire past basically because he just was like well you have a traumatic past so let's just wipe it and like at least some of that was necessary but he 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 was wiping like a ton of stuff that he didn't need to delete but whatever That's it was spoilers for the end of the episode anyway. Did wait, did just
1: say like delete like deleting her brain like <laughs> well, a he fucking wasn't memory really card deleting
0: it, that's a good point he was just like shoving oh. it into the background
1: <laughs> well thank god that Jean shows up and she's got her portable dvd player um <laughs> yeah. which yeah. is before dvds even existed she's pulling up this footage of cameras all over the place it doesn't really matter what's happening it could be like people walking down the street it could be a fight it could be an x-men fight we don't know but yeah. she says that she notices the blonde woman like in all the shots like looking to be seen and that for sure at that point is mystique yeah um, and gambit's like do you know who this is and rogue's like she sees like flashes and then she's like i just gotta get out of here and go for air and she's like flies out that's it and mm-hmm. then we go to the wood in the backyard which is also the woods which wolverine's like naked
0: in by the way <laughs> Wolverine is naked, and he's like, he's not completely naked. He's wearing pants, and he's using Well it's funny because he's using <laughs> to cut firewood, but he's using like one claw to like gently cut a piece of firewood. It's like the funniest. It's really funny ever. too
1: because he's like wearing the only pants that he's wearing are like the pants his of his costume, like not just like regular pants. That I was like, <laughs> what are you doing, dude? Yeah, I mean, like, I'm into could it. Be I'm in wearing here wearing
0: a pair of jeans. But you he's can not. chop
1: my wood anytime. I'm here for this. Just I don't know if right now the yellow spandex are appropriate.
0: I mean, this is just what he's doing in his spare time. Anyway. That's true. So Rogue goes up to him and then she sees a vision of the blonde woman like in his place. And she starts screaming and she destroys the log and, like, starts freaking out.
1: I think she punches Wolverine here. I think she
0: does, too. Uh, and Wolverine, Wolverine, like, doesn't know what to make of what's happening. And Gambit I mean, has followed her out there.
1: Yeah, because he's being a good guy. He I is being is a Gambit good guy. This is Gambit loving Rogue again. I like it. Mm-hmm. I'm into it.
0: And so he, he tries to stop her And she flips out and like throws him across the yard And is like stay away all of you And like flies And then she off.
1: realizes that it's like Gambit and Wolverine And she's like oh shit She's like I gotta get out of here And she flies back into the mansion Which is actually
0: like, the right thing to do I was really worried that she was just gonna like leave like fly entirely away again? Which classically no. the X-Men have done stuff like that on this show But this time she immediately goes back inside And is trying to find Jean Which is like yeah. the right thing to do here
1: I mean, it seems to me that Rogue and Storm are the only people on this team in Jubilee who can make any of the right calls at all. Occasionally <laughs> I mean, Jean, sometimes none of Sometimes Cyclops
0: men. makes an okay decision, but mostly Cyclops <sighs> is just like so sad that Xavier is gone that he just like doesn't know what to do and is like. He's I just guess. like
1: jerking off into his own tears. <laughs> anyway, uh, so, so
0: unfortunately Cyclops is the person who Rogue runs into here and she's like, I need to find Gene, and Cyclops is like, Well, but up, but up, it's just me. <laughs> And then she starts seeing the blonde woman again, but right. as Cyclops. And she, like, sort of gets transported into her own mind. And this is when yeah. the super trippy visuals start, where she's this like, This is actually on a great rock. scene. It's cool, it looks really neat she's like on this rock and it looks kind of like the astral plane episodes that we saw where it's just like uh, dreamlike backgrounds like colors floating around the blonde woman is there and there's all these versions of her pointing at Rogue and like and yelling at her and she's screaming
1: you took my life
0: Yes, and, and Rogue she says flies that they're in away the lower her. depths of your mind so we like understand that we're inside Rogue's head here and that this and so woman Rogue is like flying, buried there and she tries yeah. to get
1: away and this is where we have a, a really cool transition of color and animation and also. So the music is like really cool here i don't know how, to, how would you describe it it's kind of like a long intense sound effect that's like getting louder but very gradually i don't like, remember
0: it well enough but i'm sure and, it's good <laughs>
1: well so and then it comes to an abrupt stop when she crashes into cyclops and then realizes she's in the basement
0: yeah she's like back to the real world and she's like tackled cyclops basically and gene is there but this time Rogue like doesn't seem to recognize them anymore, which is kind yeah, she of scary gets and, and she's cool. St- she
1: doesn't have her southern accent anymore. She's like, what is this place? Who are you people? And Jean and Cyclops are just like, okay, what the fuck is happening now? Like, what (laughs) is actually happening?
0: Yeah. And so she backs up and, like, picks up a couch to throw at them. Yeah. Jean stops it with her telekinesis because, again, thank God Jean finally has powers on this show that she can just use. Also, it's, like, so
1: casual, too. She's just, like, she's, like, uh, just moves it, like, very casually. that's how
0: I would always picture Jean being. Me, too.
1: And it was, like, very funny.
0: And then she uses her other power, which is that she can immediately enter Rogue's mind and immediately... which is animated answers. by, like,
1: shooting a laser out of her yeah, brain into Rogue's brain. It's
0: just so they can show what's happening. I I was fine with it. Um, yeah. And then she explains that as she's probing Rogue's mind, there's another presence in there. And I was just, like, again, shocked by how quickly Jean is finding and giving <laughs> answers to everyone about what's happening. And so this time, Rogue sees herself fighting the blonde woman, but sometimes the blonde woman has blue skin And that's kind of interesting. Like every now and then there are like flashes of blue with this woman that sort of suggests... That like foul play has happened in at some point, or that rogue has these other memories of mysterious. And they're just all kind of merging
1: back. together. Yeah. yeah. And so this is one of my favorite scenes of yeah. the entire X-Men animated series where Rogue screams, No, she's like, No, get away. And she <laughs> flies up out of the basement and just crashes through every level of the X-Mansion until she crashes out of the roof. But on each floor, there's like a different X-Men doing something in each room, and they just like <laughs> turn quickly and are like what? 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 And I so know. then there's
0: And then there's the final shot. Of every room and each X Men like peeking out. It's over, a really like, fun shot. How do you,
1: okay, so it's like Gene's It's the shots from Gene and Cyclops's point of view in the basement, looking up at all the holes in the into the multiple floors of the X yeah, and All and, the like, X Men each... peeking over, and all the them are like, "What the fuck is happening?"
0: <laughs> it's really <laughs> like... funny and good. Um, and so since Storm can fly, she ends up following her girlfriend.
1: Right. And they do have like a moment here, which they is do. very tender and sweet. There's some
0: cool music here. I wrote that down. It's like that classic 90s synth version of the theme song where it's like, but it's like all the warbly Sad. reverb version. Anyway, yeah. uh, so Rogue goes to Statue of Liberty because why not? It's a place everybody goes in X-Men. And... Just sulks by herself and she starts crying, and Storm finds her and, like, puts her arm around her.
1: Yeah, and Rogue's all like, I'm scared, Storm. Only Professor Xavier could help me, and he's gone now. Maybe forever. <laughs> and I'm like, I wish.
0: Yeah, and also, like, trust me, someone else could help you. Like, literally, I mean, like, literally, else.
1: Jean's already done more work than Xavier has in, like, a two minute span. <laughs> <laughs> Over like the countless months and years, Xavier's been erasing your memories.
0: Yeah. Anyway, Whatever. so Storm tries to console her, but it doesn't get very far because Rogue sees a vision of the lady in the sky, and so she like flies yep. off to attack her.
1: And Storm goes to follow her.
0: Yes. And then the lady says to Rogue that she is in the hospital and that Rogue has to yeah. go find her. So Rogue and is... she
1: said she specifically said you put me here. Mm-hmm. And Rogue's like, then I'm gonna come down there and shut you up. So, this is is the first sequence in which Rogue breaks into the hospital, like, flying around, destroying doors and elevators, and all the humans are just, like, standing there watching. They're like, (laughs) okay.
0: (laughs) I guess this is happening now. They're Um, like,
1: what else is new?
0: Meanwhile, Mystique comes into the picture, and she sees Rogue heading off to the hospital, and she also sees Storm following, and she's like, "Okay." okay.
1: We should probably specify this is on the roof of the hospital, so Rogue's gone inside, and now... Mystique's peeking down that stairwell into the hospital and Mm -hmm. Storm is flying up in the air so Mystique transforms into Rogue and she's all like, I'm I'm alright here,
0: honey, come make out with me. <laughs> and, Storm and Storm is like, like, Oh, thank goodness, Rogue is okay. I'll go find yeah, her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and walks over, but then the blob is there.
1: The blob actually uses his powers correctly here, mm-hmm. where he just like he is so strong that he can flick Storm with like just his finger and she goes flying backwards.
0: Yeah. And then they use like mace on her, I guess. I it just looks like hairspray. But it's gotta I mean, be nice. I don't know what's happening because <laughs> like I mean, she passes can. out. Yeah, they and spray then, something on her, and then she passes out.
1: Right, and so then Mystique transforms completely into Storm, and then uses Storm's like communicator, communicator to tell all the X Men to come to the hospital. Mm-hmm. Which is is Mystique setting a trap, but it's not a very good one because it's also where Rogue actually is. So it's not like. She's sending them to the incorrect location. She's just bringing them to the correct location anyway.
0: Yeah, I don't really know why she would want that to happen.
1: Maybe it's because she wanted to deal with them, but also didn't want to leave Rogue. But she had the brotherhood there. Mystique, this was not well thought out. (laughs) Um, Yeah. We've got some creepy music playing. Well, Rogue's walking down a hallway and she hears nurses talking about... The patient, they're like this. She's like it's one nurse telling a new nurse, I guess. Yeah, like I woman's... thought, it, I
0: thought that too. That it was like a nurse giving the other nurse training on her job. Yeah, and she's like being like, "This is a Jane Doe. We don't know anything about her. We just call her sleeping coma. beauty cause she's in a coma." You know what's coma. really
1: interesting to me is that, like, if this, I am pretty sure I can't. I mean, <laughs> how do we? How do we say this without giving anything away? There would be the Avengers would come and have gotten her at this point. I would think. I don't think. Like I think Tony Stark would have had the technology to find this person, but whatever. Yeah,
0: like how how has she gone so long just being in this unknown hospital, and how is no other character with any form of power is not? I mean, how unknown is? is
1: it? It's in Manhattan. <laughs> like, I mean, whatever. I guess, but
0: there's a lot of hospitals in New York City. So I mean, that's I, true. I don't know. I kind of bought it that like she was discovered and nobody ever figured out where she was. But you're Maybe. right. Like, you there's enough right. other characters that have the technology i feel like there's like
1: protocols that hospitals have to follow if something like that happens though and they have to like put out like some sort of like communication network where they like have to put out information on this missing person that they don't know who she is can you get any information then like somebody like the police or a detective of some kind has to do work i don't know i don't know we we can
0: talk about that more when we like get to the twist ending of this but i i think like there just aren't that many other Marvel characters in X-Men, the animated series. Like, it's just one of those situations where it's like, don't think about it too hard. Like, yeah, there are other superheroes, but like they're only important in the episodes that they're directly in. And the rest of the time they don't matter. Like that's kind of how this show deals with stuff like that. It's kind of a flaw because it like shows how small the world of the show actually is. That's but, true. Like, remember Russia getting destroyed on this show? Like, there's a lot of things about the scope of what I things mean, true. matter and don't. And matter. also,
1: this is not an Avengers show. This isn't an X Men show. So, like, no. You know. But I
0: mean, you know, they've had like Alpha Flight and other superhero teams on here. But
1: and also Dark Star. Mm-hmm. So
0: exactly. Like sometimes they just introduce a concept for how big the world feels and the idea of there being tons of superheroes everywhere and then the next episode they're like forget about that now we're just back to the x-men and their tiny problems again you know
1: <laughs> yeah pretty much But that's
0: kind of a problem with all superhero shows if you think about it
1: that, well especially if it's in a bigger universe like this is and it's like okay so we're only specifically talking about the x-men but like we know that spider-man also exists you know yeah so, totally and, and, the and he doesn't and like count a as a mutant things. even though he's mutated so it's kind of a weird i i'm interested to see how the mco will mcu will eventually walk that line because it's like
0: this is, this is like have a great illustration and it's okay. of exactly how hard that is going to yeah, be this, yeah this very there, episode introduces a plot line that i am very curious if the mcu would even try to do you know i mean
1: i feel like they're gonna have to because it's like such an iconic story plot point to the marvel and this universe this is like
0: a story that i mean it's part of why i guess we're not ruining it let's just keep going because like
1: this is taking too long <laughs> uh, to, to respect, we can't like we could talk about this on a later section we're talking we're trying to not reveal i'm pretty sure everyone here knows who it is but maybe not basically uh let's Mystique see so.
0: as storm sees the x-men show up yeah I'm, the hospital like in front
1: of the hospital this is another scene where everybody is just driving cars and sitting in their cars and looking out windows and staring at them
0: i did think That's... it was funny that the x-men were in a car i was like wow all right not taking the jet to the hospital i guess driving to midtown okay guys i mean
1: the last time they landed on a roof the like roof collapsed because bishop and cable okay, were shooting at but it like
0: how far away is the x mansion from manhattan really like i mean did they drive here whatever it's fine sure. anyway the blob shows up to fight them mystique captures them all in a bunch of rocks which is kind of weird like with the blob's help
1: uh no avalanche avalanche or with Avalanche's Zelda. Help. that makes more yeah. sense
0: i was like how are those rocks there but you're right avalanche is also part well, of i all think of he this. shot
1: them for a l- well avalanche is there but i think they were shot like the rocks were shot At them off screen And we just kind of have to assume Avalanche was doing that
0: mm-hmm. And so Mystique And so
1: Wolverine Cyclops and Gambit Are like all crushed together In a very like sexual way mm-hmm. But whatever
0: Well they're all dating So they're fine I mean, with it I mean Mystique's like, like I'm on to you and Mystique know, says Ms. You stole something Very important to me And in this case She means rogue And like rogue's allegiance Basically Right And then Avalanche says Rock and roll X fools And I had to listen to it Like 60 times to figure out that he was saying ex-fools which is nothing like that's not a thing you say so i was like <laughs> ex-fools like what word is that anyway well i'm
1: glad that you would running because i just <laughs> didn't care there was like too many other things happening i don't okay. really care what avalanche was saying and,
0: and then speaking of things that don't make sense it's still a great episode but this is another thing about it that doesn't make sense cyclops is able to beam him even though his arms aren't free He's just suddenly able to use his eye beams, even though he wouldn't be able to turn off his visor. I was wondering about that
1: also. Since I was watching the
0: X-Fools clip 60 times, I noticed it because I was like, wait a second. How's Cyclops doing that?
1: Who even knows? So... He uses eye beans to blow apart the rocks, and mm-hmm. we have a cool fight scene until Wolverine makes more jokes about the blob being fat again. Like mm-hmm. that happens. I
0: ignored those. I did like the joke where the blob tells Wolverine, "Eat some sidewalk," and Wolverine goes, "Needs salt."
1: So, yeah, I thought that was funny too. Yeah. It all ends because the storm shows up and well, sucks the finally entire Brotherhood wakes up into
0: from the mace, and then she's right. tornadoes she's, she's them right into the building. So, like,
1: this, this is what I'm saying, where I'm like, this doesn't make much sense, because, like, Storm wakes up and is able to get rid of them, because Mystique, like, only walked, like, three feet away from where she, like, made well, this trick call. Well, I she
0: thought that Storm was going to be taken out for good by the mace, but she, like, underestimated how much mace to use. I don't know. So, Storm is fine within, like, two minutes for some reason. Uh, sure. And gets rid uh, and- of everybody. Guess from yeah, all the baddies
1: blob screams hey who ordered the hurricane which is a terrible <laughs> line i was like this yeah. line is so bad
0: uh i'm trying to figure out who uh, storm says that
1: there's a shapeshifter after rogue that's oh, what Right. Happens. storm
0: immediately clears up exactly what's happening this is another case where the characters in the x-men are finally like being straight with each other
1: yeah because remember the beginning of the season when morph was doing this none of them could figure it out and yeah, like and none of here, them here immediately storm's like it's a shapeshifter. Yeah, we're done it's a shapeshifter." storm
0: says this was just a mere distraction we must search the hospital a shapeshifter is after rogue those are her three sentences that she says and it immediately explains everything that's happening like Mm -hmm. done 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 it's it reminds me of the previous episode where gene kept seeing apocalypse over and over and not telling anyone what was going on yeah and storms just like 25 minutes just not telling anyone what was going on and like this time gene and storm and like all the characters are the hero characters are just immediately like here's what's up okay let's fix it it's very refreshing
1: it was very nice to see the xm be good at their jobs yeah so then meanwhile rogue is flying through the hospital screaming
0: (laughs) where are you where
1: are you doing this to me and she sees this woman walk onto the yeah she sees her walk onto the elevator it's clearly a mystique Mm -hmm. and rogue tears apart the elevator trying to chase after her and mystique's already gotten away Mm -hmm. um and so she eventually follows mystique the blonde version of mystique walking into a room and then when she goes in there she finds that blonde woman's actually in a coma
0: yes and throughout this mystique is like taunting her and sort of answering rogue's questions and when rogue is screaming like why are you doing this mystique answers to help you remember the past that professor xavier purged from your memory yeah and rogue is like why do you care what i know about my past and then they're in the room together but this time rogue is like in the room with the actual blonde lady right yeah which is
1: interesting because because at the beginning of all this rogue was passing the room with her in there and she flew all around the hospital just to come back to the room that she started at and she's like oh she was here the whole time
0: yeah and so when rogue touches mystique she passes out and starts remembering her actual life like she doesn't touch the blonde lady who's lying there in the bed she touches mystique which um,
1: I I mean it does make sense for her to remember stuff from Mystique's point of view, but yeah. she ends up remembering like other stuff that like Mystique was not that ever present for like well, the first I thing I think we that's go to kind
0: of part of just Mystique initially unlocking some of the parts of Rogue's mind that Xavier, like shoddily shoved into the corner. So it's like once part of it is unlocked, I don't know. I was willing to go with it, you know, just for the sake of how magical it already is.
1: All this shit is really good because we go to the classic story where Rogue's on like a date with her boyfriend, Cody, Mm -hmm. and they kiss and she like immediately passes out and goes to a coma because that's when her powers developed and that's a famous story. Yeah. And then we go to like this other shit they made up for the episode, but was still pretty dark. I but liked Rogue's, it. Like, I mean, it's really yeah. sad,
0: but I liked it. Um. So well, it we looks, meet it Rogue's looks basically dad. Basically, looks like
1: Rogue's father had just like beaten the shit out of her. Basically. Yeah, that's what it's it looks like.
0: like. A, a scene where he's abusing her in some way. Like she's cowering yeah. in the corner, and he is like shocked that she's a mutant and. Screaming at her and being like, "My own flesh and blood is a mutant. You're a disgrace. I'm ashamed of you." And like, just all the horrible things you could imagine. He's also wearing an American flag hat, which was like yeah. weirdly like hit me in another way. Watching it now, <laughs> to have yeah, him be I like was... screaming those lines at like a cowering teenage girl, basically. Yeah. I it don't was know. Kinda, I was, it was, I was very, having the like, same reaction. It was getting kicked out for being gay is what this scene is. Yeah. And it ends with him saying, much. he ain't my daughter, not anymore. And so she yeah. hops out the window and goes to a train station, which again, this is like queer kids running away from home because they're being disowned and just sort of yeah, having to live. Yeah, especially in the
1: 90s. Like it was yeah. a, it was an epidemic in the 90s.
0: I mean, I think that's what this episode is like intentionally harkening back to. So she's crying in the train station and then she sees a lady who is Mystique, although Mystique just is like disguising herself here. as just like a human lady because that's the oh, weird yeah, she looks like... that this show did. And, and she also like,
1: kind it. of looks like Irene Adler a little bit, but like, oh, it's, oh, it's not Irene, but it kind of looks like Irene, but like... They're just combining Mystique and Irene into, like, one person, basically.
0: They've already, like, weirdly decided that Rogue didn't know Mystique as Mystique as a kid on this show for Uh, some reason.
1: This whole episode kind of undoes that in a clever way.
0: Yeah, by just having Mystique be still Mystique, but now she's just a blonde lady and she's wearing, like, a green jumpsuit. For some reason, she gives Rogue her own cool green jumpsuit while they're training together,
1: so they can match.
0: They're a mother-daughter team now, and so we see all these sort of flashbacks of Rogue learning how to fight, and she's fighting Avalanche, and that's how she like learned all these skills and learns how to steal people's powers and stuff. Right. And she says in her mind, she's like, "You were training me for the most important day of my life." And then we sort of see the the thing this is all leading up to, which is like they're in a military plane hangar or something. And yeah,
1: I like how they open this with like, and we were training for the most important mission of my life. They never say what that mission is. I no, guess they it's don't. they're stealing a the jet, but I don't know. I think I, they're it's stealing
0: not- this military plane. But you're right. We never really find out more information or if they completed the mission correctly or what. And it's not that important. But yeah, it is. It's cool. Uh, so Rogue flirts with the guard, which I thought that was funny that like probably because she's mystique. wearing her like
1: ridiculous outfit still. Yeah, like but it's I even more ridiculous it, than the one she wears now.
0: I interpreted it as like mystique this is the kind of training that mystique was giving her like use your <laughs> sexuality to get ahead. And I was like, yeah, that's totally true. Like she would, totally you know what? Raise rogue I think that is that. what
1: mystique would teach her to do. I mean, she'd teach her how to fight too, but mystique yeah. does do that.
0: Mm-hmm. And it's, it's definitely what rogue does too. And it's effective. Right. So she like then touches the guard and then the brotherhood runs in and they're all going to steal this plane, but then who should show this... up? But miss Marvel ms now, marvel
1: ms marvel now currently known as captain marvel in the mm-hmm. marvel comics but in this yes. version she's the avenger wearing her carol old, davers
0: her old ms marvel costume with the thigh high boots and the like
1: and the leotard leotard yeah. with
0: the little lightning bolt stripy thing on it and it's the mask. still good shit honestly oh, yeah, i it's mean cl- it's the classic I, she, costume that she used to one wear. of the
1: things i love about the old she hulk and uh ms marvel is that i mean she's to some degree, they were drawn sexually because they were like in little leotards. But they were also <laughs> dressed. They were dressed like wrestlers would be. Like that's yeah. how I, was, I saw them. Or just
0: like eighties workout outfits. I don't know. It's, yeah, it's a fun look. Um, I like it. I would totally Me wear too. that. Anyway, so Rogue gets in the plane, and she's flying it to try to get away, but Miss Marvel can fly, so she's flying after the plane, and then she uses her super strength to, like, rip off the top of the plane, which is very cool. She hops in the plane, throws Rogue out of the cockpit, and, like, puts the top of the plane back on, which is also really cool. It's
1: it's interesting because it, like, just reattaches normally, and I'm like, okay.
0: Well, it's metal, and so she just, like, folds it back down. I don't know. I thought Uh, it was really cool. It's...
1: Is that what I didn't really understand? I just thought I was like, wait, she's like picked, lifted it up like a tin can. Like, yeah, that was she it. like
0: peeled it off and then got on the plane and like re-peeled it back on. I don't know. It would not Repealed work at all. It. But like, all right, whatever.
1: So so then Mystique's on out her little calmly because she's like, Rogue, you got to grab Miss Marvel and don't let go. Mm-hmm. And so Rogue does that. And so Carol Danvers is trying to get rid of her. So Miss Marvel flies out of the plane. The plane crashes because Rogue's attached her. I guess there's nobody else on this plane. Yeah. So basically they're flying and flying and flying. And, Rogue, and Rogue's like, I gotta let go. I gotta let go. And Mystique's just screaming, No, you can't let go. You have to keep on holding on. And she's like, I don't want to. She's like, You have to do it. So eventually Miss Marvel passes out and they both crash to the ground. Mm-hmm. And Rogue gets up and she's angry. She is pissed off. She's like, Why'd I have to do that? I didn't like it. It didn't feel good. Yeah, Miss cheeks's like, you just have to fucking deal with it. like yeah. pretty much.
0: <laughs> like that's it. And I think they also take off Miss Marvel's mask at this point and we see that she is the same woman who's in the coma. Right. In the hospital. Right.
1: Although I mean I know that's how it's posed for this for storytelling purposes, but it's really funny that Pyro's like, I wonder who she is that she's like <laughs> rips off their basket, all the just kinda of like shrug. They're like, I actually don't know who this is at all.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it is funny. <laughs> Anyway, so this is this explains why Rogue has the superpowers that she's had since we've known her in this right. in this show, which is you know the super strength and flight. Right. She also has Miss Marvel's mind inside of her because she's absorbed right, so she, much of her.
1: She basically the more she holds on to a person, the longer she can like absorb their personality and like right. their memories. And
0: so she has like a pretty coherent angry version of miss marvel inside of her like screaming at her about how she stole her powers and you stole my life and like all of these things and so rogue is putting up with all of that while she's trying to continue her training with mystique and she doesn't for whatever reason feel comfortable telling mystique presumably because mystique made her do this and she feels like she can't tell her
1: Uh, and there's also a great line there where rogues when she's telling the story she goes to mystique she's like didn't i love you enough and it was like oh that sucks that yeah. sucks it, it's it's a it's a heavy line and so then yeah. we keep on flashing back and Rogue's still training with her new powers but then she starts seeing hallucinations of uh miss marvel like you said and mm-hmm. she like freaks out and mystique asks about it rogue's like oh it was nothing it was yeah. like a brief hallucination but they never they're not gonna happen again except rogue was like i'm just hallucinating all the time now and it's getting so, so bad leaves. that she leaves She
0: bails and it's like this is Really sad too if you think about it because she's Already replaced her family once and now She has this new family and she feels Like they've betrayed her trust too Cause like yeah, she so can't she's trust flying away.
1: And then as uh, she's flying Who over random Who should immediately field.
0: find her but Professor yeah, I was X? like
1: why is like, Xavier out in the middle Of the field like there's nobody with him I figured he
0: stalking her for a while That was how oh, I no, read I this bu-
1: That's how I read that too but I was like was he just like waiting For her to yes, fly away he's like he I'm just gonna was right here
0: he's just sitting there in his wheelchair like outside the jet which is parked just (laughs) sitting there creepily staring at her like hello rogue i've been waiting (laughs) i've been waiting for you to have an emotional breakdown and run away and then come to me i already know your name i I already know everything about you and that doesn't scare her for some reason he like knows everything about her. well maybe
1: at this point like because her situation is so bad she's like i don't even have time to question why this person knows everything about me and is also talking to me inside my head with everyone else
0: yeah you're right and she probably like looks at that situation and is like well this guy is psychic maybe he can help me he's saying he wants to help me
1: see what's not explained in this episode because like just for it wouldn't fit i'm sure there's just too much going on but like what had happened in the comics at that point is that rogue and the brother had faced off with the x-men so so many times that everyone knew who rogue was at that point right because she was you know she was a bad guy first and they just kind of like skip over all that in this because there's just not enough time and that's probably the real reason as to why (laughs) xavier would be sitting there waiting for her is like I've been waiting for you to switch sides. Yes, (laughs) absolutely.
0: But also, it's perfectly fine within the canon any way that Xavier already he he can just use cerebro to find out mutants that are in trouble so it's totally believable that he would be like oh i can tell rogue is disturbed and that i need to go find her or whatever yeah i mean pretty it's much. fine uh so then i think we go back to the ho- to the hospital room right finally uh are we finally yes. finally done with this oh, incredibly we have long to- backstory
1: oh you know what we forgot to mention that first of all that xavier the way that he called out to rogue was just by repeating mutant <laughs> mutant <laughs> i forgot that and then also like he explains he's like i can't put but Carol Danvers back in her body for you But it can quiet her yes and I guess by that he means I can erase Your memory I don't know
0: yeah like That's his only tactic is that he can erase Like huge chunks of her memory because He can't like, figure no out fucking how fucking wonder else... Magneto
1: made a helmet that like Xavier can't get Into he's <laughs> like if I go near this dude he's just Gonna make me forget my entire life And it's <laughs> and with Magneto he's like that's my Drive for everything I do isn't That so. like
0: on this show too where Like Xavier uses that Power to like mess with Magneto and be like i'm gonna make yeah. you see images of the holocaust just to fuck with you xavier is yeah that was, like first, the, he, that was like, like the, the third first episode. episode or something it was
1: like ridiculous that and is like, why like, Magneto what? wears
0: the helmet although in this show it doesn't really work all the time because no whatever. i
1: mean maybe it depends on which fashionable helmet he's wearing if it's the red one <laughs> if it's the purple one or if it's like the black yeah, one you, you never know, know he's got three so anyway Basically, we go back to the present in the hospital room and Mystique's hugging Rogue. She goes, That was the day Xavier took you from me and I promised I would get you back someday and that day is today. And Rogue's like, What the fuck no? Yeah. Like
0: She's really mad and she's like, You were using me. I was just a weapon for you against Miss Marvel and like she's not forgiving Mystique basically. For I everything mean she that shouldn't. Happened. No Honestly. I know but that's not how Mystique Sees it I I get the impression that Mystique really did love Rogue and see her as a Daughter oh I
1: agree I agree but like Mystique but Rogue is somebody is like, that you like you were
0: just Using me there was no real Love between us and so it's right. heartbreaking Because you can see both of their perspectives You know
1: right but it all gets interrupted Because then Rogue starts shape-shifting and mystique's like oh shit you can't control my powers this will fade soon just like just calm down right and she because doesn't rogue calm down. had
0: touched mystique so now she has mystique powers and so then miss marvel takes over rogue basically by shape-shifting Ms. rogue marvel. into miss marvel's form
1: yeah and that's when all the x-men show up and all of them are just standing there and they're like what the fuck is happening because <laughs> then they see her like turn into rogue again and like the x-men are literally just standing there they're like uh what do we do?
0: <laughs> I mean, what? What would they do we do? do? <laughs> yeah, and meanwhile, and so like- I mean, like the actual Miss Marvel is still lying in the hospital bed. Like the version of Miss Marvel that is taking over Rogue isn't the real Miss Marvel. Do you know what I mean? Like I'm trying to explain yeah. this to the listener. It's like a version of Miss Marvel that was absorbed by Rogue into her head
1: right and so then rogue flies away again mm-hmm. and storm goes and grabs to grabs mystique
0: and... while she's flying away
1: oh yeah rogues holding mystique i forgot to mention that and storm's chasing her and Jean reaches out to storm telepathically she's like yo you're not gonna catch up to her like this is all craziness and you all need just like let me do this yeah and we're like okay and i so we don't really flash... get
0: why storm wouldn't be able to be fast enough to catch up to rogue while rogue's carrying someone else I I mean who knows
1: what's what powers she's manifesting right now. I guess that's true. We flash back into like the astral plane slash rogue's head and Mm -hmm. Jean's there with Rogue. And it's, like, this very short scene where Jean helps, like, Rogue fight Miss Marvel and, like, take care of, like, give her the therapy Xavier, like, couldn't do.
0: And I have no idea why not. Like, so basically, it takes, like, Jean, seconds. Jean isn't at the hospital. Jean is back at the X-Mansion in Cerebro. And so she's using Cerebro to get into Rogue's mind and starts, like, fighting Miss Marvel, like, inside Rogue's mind. And Rogue and Miss Marvel are already fighting in there. And Miss right. Marvel... in. In Rogue's mind Is saying When I defeat you here Your mind and body Will be mine And Jean is like Um excuse me But that's actually Not true at all If you <laughs> defeat Rogue You will you're die You're also gonna die Because like, you're that's not what's gonna Like happen. an actual Person You're just a series yeah. Of memories That are in Rogue's mind Essentially You're someone right. else's Memories but you're not Like your own person So Yeah pretty much
1: You're and just Jean gonna also, die <laughs> Jean's separating them By like She's like made herself A giant in this world She just yeah. grabs them Each in, a, each in one cool. hand and she She's like she's like okay no i'm separating you like <laughs> but, something that xavier could have done is just separating yeah, like xavier these could things. have done
0: all of these things he could have entered rogue's mind and like fought but i guess he doesn't know how to do that i don't know I think but like xavier this not know how to
1: be like a decent human being i, I think wonder that's the real also problem if
0: this is the show finally showing us that gene gray is actually stronger than xavier yeah I hope so. Because she is eventually. It's just this is the well, first we we're seeing of it. Anyway. So then Miss Marvel counters by being like, I don't even care. I just have I just wanna die anyway. So even if Rogue dies, you know, I'll stop feeling pain. So I just have a death wish at this point. So she's still right. trying to take down Rogue and Jean manages to stop it and she creates this like cage with her psychic powers and puts Miss Marvel into it and covers the cage with like concrete and sort of well, sinks I it. Mean,
1: but the thing is that it's different from what Xavier was doing, which was, like, erasing the memory. She was she was doing that to Miss Marvel, but she was having Rogue visibly, like, hold the cage and do it herself. like Be like a involved metaphor in the that, process? Yeah, like, it's like a metaphor that Rogue is taking control of this personality in your head. She's like, I'm the one putting you in the box, even though, like, Jean's helping me do it. Like, I'm putting you away. You know, I'm releasing you. Like, that's basically what she's doing. She's like, I'm not blocking you, I'm not forgetting who you are, but I'm putting you in a box and, like, We're going to be done with this chapter. That's kind of like what it is I
0: like that interpretation of it I more just thought That it was a sign That Xavier Like it didn't even occur To him to do this Like he was just I mean that that, that was absolutely part of it Just erasing random memories And see if that works Like I'm not actually Going to like go in there And try to figure out What's happening at all Oh god How is
1: he a professor Like he's not very (laughs) good At anything Like what did he like learn Yeah Definitely not psychology Um
0: So Anyway So then Gene sends Cyclops A message and says That Rogue is okay now
1: Yeah and everyone's like wait but what happened though like none of us could see what you just saw (laughs) and gene is like don't worry about it
0: i fixed it xavier's stupid
1: yeah and rogue puts mystique down and mystique's like still trying to like get her back over to her side and like i think storm's there with her yeah storm Storm lands
0: nearby to them and is like sort of standing in the background listening to all of this which i thought was interesting that they like included that
1: i thought so too because storm's just kind of like letting them figure out their shit and she's not going to intervene unless she has to yeah which i I think is smart
0: and so this is the part where mystique is like i raised you like my own and rogue is like i ain't your daughter mystique I didn't write down all of their lines, but you probably did.
1: No, I just wrote Mystique screaming, How could you do this to me? I raised you. And Rogue mm-hmm. going, I'm not your daughter, Mystique. Not anymore. To sort of echo what her father said to her.
0: Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. I didn't even think of that parallel.
1: Yeah. It's like harkening back to those lines. And then Rogue turns away. And even though she's like been putting on this front, she's like, I hate you, Mystique. She turns to Storm. And we can see that Rogue is now like sobbing. Yeah. And like she flies away. And Storm like comforts her. She's like, Okay, let's go. And then we go back to the X Mansion and Gambit's just like fucking around. I don't know, how it's Gambit. And he just like looks over and clearly he sees something. She sees something that catches his attention and he goes, I hope you dress up like that for me sometime. And, and we Rogue pan over comes to Rogue,
0: Wearing like wearing a tank top. Well she's, yeah, but she's she usually is wearing gloves though, and like covering yeah, her true. arms. That's the main difference here. I thought ch- it was funny because she's wearing bare. like
1: it's like she's wearing the Warcraft Valley staple, where it's she like has, jeans and a t-shirt, and I'm like, Jesus, Gambit, like <laughs> that horny for Rogue, that like at this point, no matter what she wears, she's like, oh man, the sexiest thing I've seen you wear so far, and it's like just normal clothing. It,
0: well, for Rogue, it's a big deal because she usually does have her arms covered, but you're right, oh, yeah, she's wearing true. like high-waisted '90s mom <laughs> jeans, which yeah, pretty much is pretty funny. But hey, that's what was sexy back then. But and I do I like it how Rogue's... really cute that she like responded to it. Like he says, I hope you'll dress up like that for me Cher, and he's and she says i'd like to someday gambit i was like oh they're cute together i like also
1: it's supposed to be another point that we look at row you're like okay so whatever she just went through whatever trauma she just dealt with she's now able to accept that Gambit's flirting with her and that she doesn't need to be so concerned about like pushing
0: him away and like being afraid of getting close to somebody because
1: what she learned from this is that she can't push things away she needs to learn how to deal with them and like that's kind of like the lesson she's learning thanks Jean for doing the thing that Xavier could not do ever
0: yeah god Uh, anyway so then she explains that the reason why she's wearing normal clothes instead of her like bright green and yellow jumpsuit is because she's going to the hospital and taking some flowers there so she heads over and hangs out with Carol danvers with the flowers and the nurse comes in and is really surprised that there's suddenly a visitor for this jane doe and i can't also does rogue say who she is or does she not does she just like it's a friend she does
1: (laughs) she she goes she's like she's a friend we used to be really close and her name's carol danvers and then like she leaves and then we see that she also gently
0: touches carol's head which is like A weird thing to do
1: (laughs) It is weird because it also seems like she transferred her consciousness back into Carol Which isn't Rogue's thing, but whatever Also, Somehow it magically
0: works Because when she touches Carol's head It like shimmers slightly There's like a little sparkle between them And also, for some reason,
1: (laughs) I don't know. And then we see that, like, Carol's heart monitor or whatever picks up. Whatever fucking monitor it is there.
0: I think it's a heart monitor that it, like, picks up slightly, yeah. Yeah, and then we
1: see Carol smile. So she's, like, coming out of consciousness after Rogue leaves. I also would like to know... How Rogue is in there just chilling out When like literally the entire staff saw her The day beforehand destroying the hospital And they're like oh yeah she's just visiting your friend now
0: Yeah and she Rogue is like a very distinctive Looking like her hair yeah. is Very distinctive like they I mean, would Recognize now, her
1: Okay in the 90s for sure it's distinctive I wouldn't say that now because like now everybody has the hair Streaked in okay, like black colors But like in 1991 or whatever <laughs> Like no yeah. and that's, where the, that's where the episode ends is Carol Danvers Coming back to life essentially mm-hmm. Maybe I and don't that was remember good, that what
0: was... happens after this at all. Well,
1: we never see her again in this series, so don't worry <laughs> oh, about it. Oh,
0: shit, really? I was hoping she would come back, but all right. No, that's I it. guess that just goes that's... to show my point that I was saying earlier about how this show, like, can't really decide how many other superheroes it wants to have within the scope of its story that it's telling.
1: No, but this is a, this is a good story. It's a good episode. It does a good job of trying to retcon all, like, the interactions that Mystique and Rogue had in season one were like they just didn't recognize each other and they did it in a way that makes sense and is believable in which it was like Xavier was erasing her memories and I'm like I'll buy that
0: yeah like, that's you true know. I didn't even factor that in I mean there's also the part where Mystique like disguised herself for all of Rogue's teenage years which i figure is like explanation enough for why she wouldn't recognize a blue lady that she never saw before but yeah Yeah. you're right there's also xavier just like being an idiot and erasing any memories that that too
1: it's just like it's good and i i like how they wrote rogue essentially dealing with these entities in her mind and sort of losing her mind and experiencing these hallucinations and what it's like to be experiencing that and like not being able to tell like reality from whatever's going on in her head and like just you know like i thought it was really well done i really did and i i know that we were making fun of like all the stuff of the brotherhood at the beginning because like that shit was terrible yeah i but mean it's like, like
0: it's not across the board a great episode but the parts that are good are really good and i was yeah. surprised by that i mean especially given how much we made fun of this episode when we were teenagers which like yeah. why did we make fun of it so much
1: i don't know i think we were just making fun of rogue at the time but like it's <sighs> it's good it's i i it's a solid episode and i felt like it did what it was setting out to do and it was written pretty well like there's jokes at the very beginning but then as soon as like it's five minutes in, we're like oh this is gonna be some serious shit it doesn't stop being serious shit like it's
0: it doesn't and speaking of which we should just head on into the politics section of this show where we talk about politics I mean, we've already kind of touched on that in metaphorical form by like sort of discussing how this episode is about like mental health and maybe PTSD, which I think that's like an obvious interpretation there for Rogue. But I, I also feel like the trauma that Rogue is recovering from, there's a lot of different traumas that she's recovering from because there's the whole situation with her dad, which... I already said I thought that scene was good. It's it's one of those examples where the show is doing something really really simple. Like kids can understand this scene. Like you can look at the body language here. You don't have to actually show him hitting her to see her like cowering and understand like what's being communicated to some degree. Yeah, Yeah. and like I don't know, you just get it, and you get it in like a kids show straightforward way that just encapsulates her situation. I can
1: confirm this because when this. But this came out on like what nineteen ninety one, and so I was I was not like super uh, super young. Like I you wasn't were in like, like
0: elementary school. Was I?
1: I think it was like middle school at this point. Anyway, sorry, I don't know my own age, but
0: <laughs> well, also who that, knows I'm when like you Wolverine, watched it, you could have Watched it in, in reruns, later. right? But the
1: point is that like it's like it was one of those things that I could I saw back then, and it could definitely confirm. Like it's how do I put this? It's like when you're a kid or even like a really young teenager, you can identify when there are other classmates of yours or friends of yours who have abusive parents because of the way that they react to things would be very different from the way I would. Cause I have, I had great parents. So like, I don't have any complaints, but I would definitely, I definitely had some friends and classmates that would like be afraid of their dads, yeah. which is like a thing I never experienced. And they would be like, crying if their dad would come home and i was like what the fuck is going on here like you know yeah So, like i think a kid can like translate like, what's happening from in their that parents
0: scene in ways that are different than if you right. wouldn't need to hide things from your parents
1: yeah 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 and so like i definitely like i can say like from my experience of watching the show and like other shows that try and do this which it weren't that frequent like x-men was one of the few i think gargoyles was another one that tapped into it and in batman at the time but um i definitely remember this as a kid it being like this chick is like getting beaten by her dad essentially like that's that's how i translate it as a child so this is something they wrote for a kid to understand they did it in a subtle way where a kid could understand that which is yeah, really without hard to needing do to
0: show it yeah
1: that's basically what i'm trying to get at is that like they make this that like we as adults definitely can identify and be horrified by it, but also a child could understand what's happening too so yeah without I mean, showing anything
0: i don't know i liked the animation of like the train station scene as well where rogue is like sitting alone in the train station and you're sort of like oh is it the middle of the night like where is this train station i don't know All right it's just i also things. like your
1: comparison and the metaphor of this being um, like a gay, gay kids gay running kid. away, yeah. I Which mean, I didn't even think about while I was watching, watching it
0: because I mean Rogue's whole situation. I mean, the reason she's kicked out is because she's a mutant, but in this case, it just feels like that's what the reasoning is like that's what you're supposed to think when you watch it is that
1: no and you're totally right And i think that is exactly what that metaphor was i just wasn't really paying attention to the metaphors this time because there was just so much going on in terms of the story that i was like kind of blown away by that yeah so i like that this show
0: kind of shows like we've already kind of seen this plot line with jubilee but in her case she had these kind of like white liberal well-meaning parents who were like still not that progressive actually because they like adopted a kid and then they were like wait she's a mutant it turns out we didn't actually want to adopt a kid if it was going to turn out they were mutant they like turn out to be shitty but this is more of like the extreme situation that you picture where it's like okay we're in the deep south she's got a really conservative dad this yeah. is like
1: and it's like the worst reflect- that it can Ugh. get
0: she has nowhere to go she has no resources you know like think, she's she's in a less accepting community whereas jubilee gets to run away go to the mall and find the x-men because yeah that's that's she's in new york city things are gonna be all right for her you know
1: i think i think in the 90s this was definitely like a gay metaphor and i think it still works as that but i think right now it probably it seems to me that would maybe work more as a metaphor for uh, people coming out as trans to a conservative parent and then their parent like trying to kick them out or beat the shit out of them like you know that's what i think could yeah, be relevant I at mean, this point
0: that could have still been relevant then although I just, it was I like just theorizing. even less I, accepted back then and at least now like trans yeah. kids like are more visible and there's communities online and stuff which back then i don't think there really was so there wasn't
1: anything at all i mean like we were just barely hearing about like the gay community in the 80s and the 90s and so like the trans community was like completely in the dark at that point and like i feel like that particular part of the lgbtq community is suffering in the same way that kids in the 90s did i think that's like where i'm finding Mm -hmm. i'm drawing a parallel here Um, yeah
0: like if you were to remake the x-men show today then that might be the metaphor that more people would find in it
1: i'm not i'm not not saying that kids don't kick it out for being gay because they absolutely do i just think like no you're right i I mean i I think in the 90s it was like a lot worse for yeah and so i see a lot of those same things now within the trans community which is Sad. I think somebody wrote in at some point saying that they related to Rogue for that for a similar reason. Like, not for being, not for being, not, <laughs> not for having, having like superpowers
0: cons- and like absorbing Carol Danvers, yeah. which is something we can all I actually mean, relate yeah. to. Just, yeah, to pretty day. much.
1: But like, you know, like just being As unable a trans to metaphor. feel comfortable in their own skin not being
0: able to be close with somebody yeah
1: yeah it's and i i agree with all that like i thought i think that metaphor does work i also Uh, wrote an interesting character she
0: is interesting and i also think it's kind of cool that they're showing us a storyline where a kid runs away and they don't get found by the x-men they get found by villains basically you know yeah and it's kind of like that can happen too sometimes like sometimes sometimes you take a criminal route and you find a really great place where people take you in and things all turn out great for you or you don't (laughs) you find sometimes uh, you join a
1: gang you know yeah
0: or you just like join a bunch of kids who were stealing stuff or whatever and you just kind of right. get by and i i also like that mystique is like kind of a villain but like not entirely like she's she's sort of an interesting figure like it's not it's not like rogue just suddenly got kidnapped by like mr sinister immediately or something no i mean like or apocalypse think... or whatever it's it's mystique is like a complicated mom it's just i was cool. gonna say
1: it's 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 interesting for mystique and rogue to have a relationship together which they obviously always have because that is canonical to the comic books but it's because they're both characters who suffer from like severe identity issues yeah like the both of them i mean like rogues is a little obvious because like she absorbs other people's identities and they become part of her but mystique is somebody who like takes on everyone's identities sometimes masquerades as another person for a really long time and like does the same thing that she essentially taught rogue to do which is like when she's just being herself it's to just divert to being a like sexy sassy person yeah and
0: even that is a performance of sorts it's like not necessarily real quote unquote it's still her putting on a character
1: right and then also i'm just gonna go on to point out that you know mystique does have two other kids which is great and creed and nightcrawler and nightcrawler obviously is somebody who frequently is not comfortable in his own skin yeah he feels like he is but Grady Creed
0: is actually mentally and psychologically fine. So there's no No, no, issue I was going to say
1: Grady Creed <laughs> is also not comfortable in his own skin yeah, because so he he's not. rejects he's not. his parents as being mute. It's, it's just interesting, like, that's the whole dynamic My- Mystique has with her entire family. Except for his favorite tooth, he's just like, whatever.
0: <laughs> well, so like, so he's like, like cousin, I'm not actually related straight. to any of you, so whatever. <laughs> yeah, no, that's a really, that's a really cool point. I hadn't really considered yeah. that. And, I mean, this episode doesn't entirely bring that up but i feel like that's on the edges of some of what's talked about is like the idea of identity and like coming to terms with who you are and also like bad things you've done in the past or like mistakes you've made or people you've hurt and i just i don't know i think the episode deals with that in a really cool way while still making it like palatable to kids to watch and be like look at all these traumatic horrible things happening to Rogue, and like she had to do this because she was trying to do what her surrogate mom Told her to do but like that was actually Also an abusive situation and now she has to Navigate that like she went from One abusive situation to another and she's Still coping with it and I mean professor X Is not like a better Parental figure for no her. but I do
1: I do Like that there's like sort of like an underlying Tone here where it's like you know therapy can help you But like also they're like make sure you get a therapist That works for you because Xavier <laughs> clearly Is not one that works but you know like how Like you it takes a while for you to find A therapist you're comfortable with like before You can even like heal like in this case, it's Jean. It's definitely not Xavier. Xavier really can't do it.
0: I think there's also something to be said for, like, finding the right surrogate family. Like, a lot of times people have to find their own family. Like, whether it's queer people or, like, other marginalized people, like, your own family maybe just, like, isn't there for you in the way that you need, and so you have to kind of build your own. And the X-Men is, like, often about that. In this case, Rogue had to do it, like, multiple times. Yeah. And, like, that's really rough. But I just think it's cool that the show, like depicts that in a in a way that gives her not necessarily like a perfect happy ending but like sort of shows that journey for her you know
1: yeah i agree and i also like that throughout this like roe can sort of accept that she can like and love other people like so at the end of this like that whole thing with her and gambit she's this first time she's ever flirted back to gambit right so it's kind of that in itself is also its own metaphor because it's kind of like you know gambit being like i don't care what you are whatever you like okay in this case she's a mutant that can't touch people but it could be a metaphor like i don't care if you're a black white gay transgender or if I you don't have care. aids
0: which is often the metaphor that i think rogue yeah it has. exactly
1: and again I was like i don't care like i'm still going we're to gonna make love it work
0: you. yeah yeah like you know
1: like i'm not afraid of you essentially and yeah, like and this yeah, Rogue totally. finally is like you know okay let's give it a try you know like and I think that's good. And I, I also like I said, I like the metaphor of not erasing memories, but actually facing your problems and putting it in a box and like dealing with it like instead of running away from it, which is what Rogue does in this, is that she puts Miss Marvel in a literal box with Jean's help. So
0: Yeah, you know it's I, pretty cool. There's a lot
1: going on. It's like not exactly like political per se. Like some of it is, and we've talked about that, but most of it is really just like psychologically what's happening and being able to show all sorts of trauma, which we don't see a lot on cartoons or kids' shows. I think a lot about Legend of Korra when I think about trauma because...
0: God, yeah. It those and episodes steven universe. are so cool oh my god yeah and steven universe is really good too with showing yeah. in a kids show way legend of core is like it, skews a little older so they can get like more dark with it but steven universe is like surprisingly good at talking about like really young kids dealing with trauma i think
1: didn't some of both star wars clone wars and rebels also deal with trauma to some degree with um i mean i, I think like there's all... some
0: ahsoka storylines where she'll like have to deal with having made a mistake which are always interesting yeah. i don't know so
1: i i just I just don't think it's that often. I think... This is kind of on level with those other shows we just listed. So Mm -hmm. good job, writers. I don't think they're doing a lot these days because I was trying to look them up online. And I I think the most recent thing they were working on was one of the Transformers series.
0: I didn't look up both of them, but one of them was doing some of the recent writing for the Guardians of the Galaxy cartoon, I think. Oh, that's right. That new cartoon that they're making. I don't
1: know how that is going, but if it's anything like the Avengers cartoon, it's probably just like mediocre. has superheroes (laughs) in it doing superhero things. Oh, well, you
0: you know. there's so much superhero content out there now. It can't all be good, but yeah, some it's alright. I mean,
1: it's it is what it is. But anyway, I enjoyed this. Thank you, writers, producers, whatever. Okay. All right.
0: Who's
1: that? X Men. Guess what, guys? It's me. I'm the X-Men of the day It's me, Rogue, sugar
0: <laughs> I would ask you to do it all in that voice But I know you would actually do uh, it and that would I would, and not... it's like so long I know, that would be all like right, 30 so... minutes of me Hearing you do the Rogue voice this Not is... that I haven't heard you I mean, too. ironically,
1: I haven't done it a lot on this episode Because there was just so much other things to absorb That I just wasn't doing it, but whatever Well, she doesn't so...
0: talk much, even though the episode's about her But yeah, go so ahead
1: I want you guys to get out your X-Men bingo sheets To find out where <gasps> this lands And this is interesting she lands right now as number 11 on my top 20, but at the beginning of this show, she was towards, like, 19.
0: What? You had to change the order over the course of this podcast?
1: Yeah, like, she started... because Wait, it was does that, that mean that
0: you need to change some of the entries from previous episodes? This is getting no. so complicated. No, 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 no.
1: no. I, I moved a couple things around, and it was, like, it was tough at first, but what happened is that, like, throughout doing this show and re-watching this, and because we're you know i'm always reading the comics like that's just me i read comics all the fucking time but since we started doing this show in the past year i've been like rereading a lot of x-men stuff and like reading a lot of the recent stuff and actually like trying to stay up with it as opposed to being like two years behind uh-huh. because like i just don't have any time and <laughs> you know what watching this show from a critical lens and being like you know who is actually really great is rogue and I remember when I first got into the X Men. I really, really loved Rogue like a lot, and I liked her up until Anna Paquin ruined her. And then I just got so mad about how bad Anna Paquin was as, at being Rogue and how they wrote Rogue into the movies that like <laughs> I, I just couldn't it's get it's past Anna Paquin's that.
0: Paquin's fault per se. No, it's
1: it's not her fault. It's <laughs> but the it's it's
0: it's Brian Singer and like the entire creative team. But yeah, I get what you're saying. Yeah, and they
1: kind of warped the image of her for a long time. Yeah, but like you know she's a great character she just is a very good character and interesting character and like you know one of her best friends stuff well, is obsessed with her so yes. I, and i but used to be like i
0: am too now i'm on board as well and i was yeah. never really before either and i should go right. back and read some rogue comics so i hope you have some recommendations for me for this very section
1: well here i'll just i'll just read go through what it. her origin <laughs> is yeah uh her real name is anna marie which mm-hmm. was not the case until after the first x-men movie and obviously they <laughs> hearkened on anna pack when playing her so they changed it to anna and in the movies she called herself marie so they were like okay well let's put that in there too so that's how it happened sometimes she goes by an alias of anna raven which i like a lot more i just wish her name wasn't anna because it's just like anna pack again
0: yeah um her powers include choice.
1: right uh her powers include Absorption of abilities, memories, personality, and physical characteristics of others via touch, superhero strength, and flight, which we all know. Okay, so here's where things get interesting. So She was originally designed for Miss Marvel number 25, but the series was cancelled before that, so she got moved into the X-Men series, so originally she wasn't supposed to be an X-Men character. And it also explains why she has, like, why her whole story is set up for Miss Marvel. Right. Um, And there have been some continuity errors in the comics about, like, what her situation was as a kid, and like, if she had a family, so basically people haven't done the research like writers have not done the research with writing her so we have three different alternate ways that it could have happened and it's like one her father kicked her out when she discovered she had mutant powers that's one interpretation another interpretation is that she never really knew her father because he left when she was an infant and another interpretation is that mystique and destiny just kidnapped her like really 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 young because destiny had like precog powers and she's like she's gonna have powers we're gonna want and kidnapped her when she was like a kid we don't know which one it was because nobody has felt like going back and fixing any of that (laughs) we just know that she's essentially raised by mystique and destiny but what we know about her family is that her parents owen and priscilla married into their relationship early and they lived in a hippie commune in mississippi priscilla eventually disappeared and her sister carrie took care of rogue Rogue's first boyfriend, Cody, kissed her impulsively at one point when they were on a date and her powers manifested and put him into a coma, which we saw in this episode. Mystique and Destiny approach Rogue to take her in as her daughter, in which I put a note here that Chris Claremont has publicly stated that if he had not left Marvel in 1991, I mean, he came back. We know that he's been writing for Marvel for a long time again, but he left in 1991 when things were, like, fucked up there for a little while, and his plan was to make mystique be her biological mother and so that's probably what we should just assume at this point is that she is supposed to be actually her mom so rogue joins the brotherhood of mutants uh during that time she meets a man blind spot who has the power to erase memories by touch which somehow contracts with rogue's powers and allows them to touch for a while eventually mystique was to sever ties with him and so he ends up erasing all of their memories of him and just like disappears cool which is interesting then mystique debuts rogue as part of the brotherhood of mutants but destiny keeps on advising mystique not to have rogue go out onto certain missions because it keeps her away from being arrested with the rest of the brotherhood of mutants at one point rogue is sent to attack carol danvers who she attacks on carol's doorstep she absorbs her powers and psyche into her own and then throws her off the golden gate bridge and then battles the avengers it's gonna be very avenger heavy in this by the way right it's very half and half like top to bottom and then at some point at the pentagon she has a fight which leads her into fighting with Wolverine and storm. She often was frequently paired off when she was a villain fighting off as Dazzler's arch nemesis. So that was kind of like an ongoing thing between them. Um, Eventually Rogue goes to Xavier for help because she's having too many conflicting personalities taking over her brain, especially of Carol. And of course, Xavier is like, all right, you can join the X-Men. We'll do you as a probationary member to start off with. And all the X-Men threatened to quit if she joins. And like, Classic. Xavier's like, yeah, and Xavier's like, only two of you have ever like met her before, and those two people are Nightcrawler and Storm who are like her best friends, which is funny. So (laughs) Xavier somehow convinces them to shut the fuck up, probably by erasing their memories too. (laughs) While the X-Men meet up with Wolverine in Tokyo at one point, his betrothed Mariko welcomes Rogue with greater warmth than any of the X-Men, and so because of this, Rogue and Mariko bond, and at some point when Mariko is attacked, Rogue jumps in front of the laser, attacking Mariko, and ends up getting borderly wounded and wolverine offers rogue to use his healing factor even though it may kill him and so because wolverine and rogue have this trust between them the x-men eventually are like okay yeah let's let's give this a real chance now she obviously is doing what she can um at one point when she overheard a message from carol danvers lover michael rossi the danvers persona took over and rogue as carol infiltrated a shield helicarrier to save him and this ended up wrecking the psyche, and she felt really bad for what happened to Carol. And so, like, Rogue was going back and forth with that for a while again. Uh, at some point in time, Wolverine and Rogue were captured on Genosha back when Genosha was evil, and Wipeout canceled their abilities for a little while, in which Rogue was sexually molested because they could touch her, so they, like, basically raped her, like, in the comic books. Like, that's a legitimate canon thing that happened. Ugh. Yeah, and then she withdrew into her own subconscious to get away that she let Carol Danvers take over for a little while during that. And then eventually at some point during a battle with Master Mold, uh, she is pulled into the Siege Perilous, which is a bunch of bullshit, which maybe we'll never have to talk about on the show. But trust me, the Siege Perilous is stupid, (laughs) where she is judged by other dimensional forces and purged of her carol and her powers. So Rogue then goes back to the X-Men's base in the outback of Australia during that time when they were pretending to all be dead and found it overrun by the Reavers. She ends up stealing Gateway's powers and transports herself away to the Savage Land to save herself. During her time there, she fights Carol again, now controlled by the Shadow King, and is forced to take her powers again. In <laughs> which Magneto appears here, and this is during the whole time that Magneto and Rogue are like trapped in the Savage Land together, and they're definitely like showing mm-hmm. romantic interest towards each other which is weird and not weird because it's not really ever clear like how old Magneto is supposed to be anymore because he just <laughs> and he's like... is
0: wearing that super sexy savage land outfit yeah
1: yeah 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 and they all work together with nick fury and kazar to battle the evil zaladane who is trying to conquer the savage land she then returns to the X-Men, and they that's when the X-Men was getting so big they had to split it out two teams, which is like, you know, X-Men, Blue, and I think Gold or Red? I can't remember. I think it was Blue and Gold. And Rogue is assigned to the Blue team, where she meets the new member, Gambit, and they start flirting like crazy. And Gambit's ex-lover, Belladonna, who we met in a previous episode, goes to Cody, who's still in his coma, and kills him. But Rogue makes good with her ghost later don't worry <laughs> mystique also reveals that she has two other sons graded and Nightcrawler and nightcrawler and rogue who are already bonded as pretty close friends get closer and consider themselves siblings and then after cyclops's first death in the x-men team rogue is made the new field team commander which is awesome oh i'm trying to see if i can skip any of this because there's so much of it um <laughs> Okay, You're going Rogue... to
0: skip all the romance between Rogue and Gambit. The will. No, I mean they? we just did
1: that's that's always building. Uh <laughs> And then at one point she joined Storm's extreme X Men team, which I really enjoyed, in which she was searching for Destiny's diaries. And during that time, she asked Sage to jump her powers to help her control every power she had, because at some point they learned that Rogue can absorb powers and then keep them forever. If she knows how to do it. This is starting that rocky time where she can and can't at certain times. Mm-hmm,
0: uh, during mm-hmm. the fight
1: with Vargas, which I talked about on Gambit's bio, Vargas impales both Rogue and Gambit with a sword, which ends up causing them to lose their powers for a little while. And Rogue and Gambit spend some time living in another country, essentially, where they just like get to live in a beach house together until eventually they're re- asked to rejoin the X-Men. And she asks Sage to jumpstart Gambit's powers. So she does it. And then... Gambit's like, can you restart Rogues to And Rogues' like, ah, no, you don't need to do that. <laughs> then later on, Rogue and Gambit rejoined the X Men officially. Rogue's powers came back and it was never explained, but she doesn't have flight or super strength. During their fight with Golgotha Rogue and Gambit have a huge fight about the relationship And Gambit says if Because Golgotha is essentially like manipulating their, their emotions mm-hmm. And during that Gambit says that if they could have touched That he would have dumped her sooner Because she would have spent a one night stand for him
0: Whoa. And then
1: also at the same time Golgotha like manipulated will read To like admit that he also was like Romantically and sexually interested in Rogue So they started making out And then eventually Emma Frost interrupted this She's like um excuse me what's happening <laughs> And then after that, Emma tries to provide telepathic therapy for Rogue and Gambit to try and fix fix their relationship stuff. But then Fox joins the team, which turned out to be Mystique trying to seduce Gambit mm-hmm. to, like, get him to break up with Rogue because she doesn't approve of Rogue's taste in men. And it's like, Mystique, you don't get to judge of all people. All right? You <laughs> fucked Sabretooth. So it does create a rift for a little while, and Rogue ends up dating briefly This guy, Pulse, who can cancel out her powers, but that is so brief and nobody cares. (laughs) And then when Cyclops goes to space to battle a villain Vulcan, he leaves Rogue in the authority of the team again, of a different team, which includes a whole bunch of villains, including Mystique. And everyone was, like, not sure how they feel about any of that, but it happened. And then after a battle with the Children of the Vault, Rogue was hospitalized after a battle with the Pandemic, and then Cable came running in. and he's like, oh, you need to help me beat the Hecatone, but the Pandemic had also, like altered Rogue's tower so she had like instant death touch so if anyone she touched just immediately died and so when she defeated the Hecatome she absorbed psyches of 8 billion entities and just like basically went crazy so they bring Rogue back to her hometown to recover and while they're there, they're attacked by the marauders looking for Destiny's diaries. And during that time, Mystique reveals that she had been working with the marauders and Mr. Sinister the whole time, and they kidnap Rogue like immediately. And the reason why that she's kept alive is because they're trying to get the Destiny diaries out of like Rogue's brain.
0: Ah. Um, and this, is also,
1: this is also during the time that Gambit had defected and gone back to Mr. Sinister again for a while. Right, right. And then the whole stupid baby story happens here. Which I think I've. This is like the third time I've had to talk about.
0: You mean? Yes,
1: yes. In which Mister Sinister says there's no cure for Rogue. So Mystique like tries to kill Mister Sinister, and then by draining his powers by putting Rogue against her skin, and then she pushes the baby against Rogue's skin to cure her because destiny's Diaries said that would happen but then nothing happened and rogue wakes up and she's mortified that mystique tried to use the baby to save her by killing the baby and rogue's like i can't fucking do this anymore and so rogue <laughs> but also leaves. the baby
0: is fine anyway and mystique is yeah, like i'm just tells, gonna go on this yeah story. and then she
1: tells gambit not to follow her and then yes. that other story that i've talked about both with like gambit i don't, I don't know where like she's being manipulated by danger when danger room came alive and like became the character danger and it was like Mm -hmm. this like other fake universe that danger is creating and then xavier eventually was like oh whoopsie turns out that rogue's powers hadn't fully developed i'll just get rid of that blockage in her brain to do that and like now she can touch people and control that
0: oh my god
1: and so then I she, knew
0: that, but I forgot about it. I, I know
1: it's like I feel like we keep on coming back to that plot point cause we've because we've intertwined so all these absurd stories.
0: Heard that it's like I know. How was that introduced as a thing? Whatever. I don't and know. Like, so which then which she means- makes up
1: with Gambit. And things are great, and they rejoin the X Men in San Francisco, where a bunch of stupid shit happens during the attack on the X Men by Amplet, Rogue protects the students under the attack of Predator X, which I talked about. But she does this by absorbing all the kids' powers and putting them unconscious. So whatever. You gotta um, do what you gotta do. Yep. <laughs> During the events of Necrotia, Destiny was resurrected, and after they had defeated the Black Queen who had resurrected everyone, Rogue had to tearfully say goodbye to Destiny again. And then for a while, Rogue was Hope's protector, and then Rogue then became torn between her feelings between, between Magneto and Gambit, and ultimately she ended up choosing... Wait, did you say Mag... I said Magneto, right? Yeah. Okay. I was worried that I said Wolverine and Gambit, but whatever.
0: <laughs> no. <laughs> uh,
1: and then Rogue ultimately chose Magneto at the end of Which that. Which
0: is weird, but okay. Yeah, and
1: then... <laughs> Uh, then rogue went to join wolverine's x-men in new york because cyclops's team and cyclops himself was just like fucking wildly out of control because he was just like a clone copy of fucking xavier <laughs> and during this time she has that iconic battle that was between her and she hulk which i would love to see that someday but that means it would also have to introduce she hulk hello mcu
0: i'm here for um, it make it me happen too. uh
1: and then after xavier's death again rogue finds wanda the scarlet witch placing flowers at his grave and she screams at her saying that he she was responsible for it and so she tries to kill wanda but they're interjected by this assailants being sent by the red skull which then eventually leads to rogue being asked to lead a new avengers team the avengers udd squad which she is with still with today she's still leading that team wait okay i just like i i wrote a note here that i'm already laughing because it says during a fight with grim reaper she absorbs some of wonder woman's powers
0: wait what? <laughs> yeah there's a dc crossover it's it's uh, just a, a little thing i think i was just like
1: getting tired of writing notes and i just like for some reason write wonder woman all right so what, eventually wait, she absorbs. what are you thinking of <laughs> <laughs> i think it's supposed to be wonder man's powers <laughs> Because he also has super strength and like flight, so like so she takes Wonder Man's powers, not Wonder Woman's, and kills the Green Reaper, and then she absorbs Wolverine's powers to stop Scarlet Witch. But then Rogue is ballistic, seeing her, and like tries to kill her. But then I think she does kill her, like temporarily, if I remember correctly. Wait, and then who Rogue kills her, Rogue. And then Rogue kills the Grim Reaper, and then oh seconds later, everyone is resurrected again. And Rogue forgives Scarlet Witch, and okay. wo- Scarlet Witch casts a spell on Rogue to get rid of, all- give all the powers back to owners, and it to get all the things out of Rogue's brain again. But for oh. some reason, Rogue still retains her super strength in flight. Sure and then more recently also, and I like just...
0: wonder man is just in the background being like i guess i'm not gonna get my powers back <laughs> i'll just be in a coma or something yeah
1: wonder man one of uh, scarlet witch's lovers whatever maybe that's why she's like you don't deserve those back <laughs> asshole <laughs> so then after a fight with the red Skull, who had taken like a piece of xavier's brain and put it in his own to give himself psychic powers rogues asked to be in charge of the avengers UDD division again in which the, her entire team was attacked by him when he was psychic, and they brainwashed her and put her into Pleasant Hill, which was Maria Hill's like prison where oh, they would God. brainwash villains and put them in there and make these them think they like were normal people. These are
0: the new people. comics, right? I read some of the well, new-ish, like from I a didn't, few I years didn't ago. like the
1: Pleasant, I didn't hate the Pleasant Hill stuff. I yeah, felt like yeah, that yeah. was very Marvel, and I felt like that worked. And so then they're all put in there. Rogue remembers that. Are... Okay, so interesting. She goes by the name Claire. Just want to say that um she goes by the name Claire in there, and that she remembers who she is, and uh, she gets all the other Avengers to remember who they are too, and gets them out, and essentially works with Deadpool to get Magneto's old helmet back to resist the psychic powers of Red Skull. I think I sent you a screen cap of this like a few weeks ago, where like Rogue shows up with the Magneto skull uh, helmet. On her head in a room where Red Skull is. And Red Skull's like, I've used my psychic power to see that nothing happens. And Red Skull just goes, oh, fuck. And (laughs) then we see Rogue punching him, like, three miles across the city. Uh, And that's pretty much where she is. She's still managed she's still leading the avengers team so. isn't
0: there like a new gambit and rogue comic series though that like just i came have out? not
1: read any of that yet so but okay. that is very new like as in like the past couple of months new
0: yeah yeah i was gonna check it out but a friend of mine said they tried to read it and it made no fucking sense and they were like i guess i'm not caught up enough on comics to understand the new gambit and rogue yeah. and i was like you're oh, like maybe no. it's just like them. it's possible i can, won't understand it either because rogue's backstory is really complicated obviously we just went yeah. over it but also like i don't know maybe it's it's also like a crossover with some of the other stuff because i know like some of the things that you've listed there's so many avengers crossovers like in the past few years so, marvel has just done so, like a million crossovers which i actually don't think is like that great but
1: no i, I don't it, it makes
0: it really confusing for people to jump on board with books and they've done i've always lately. done that
1: for like decades but i well, think yeah, it's just become it's more, more frequent more now with the avengers being yes. such a focal point. Yeah. Uh, but unlike all the other X-Men I think, like, the only other X-Men who comes close to being this, like, tightly wound with Avengers storylines is Wolverine.
0: Yeah, Wolverine. Yeah, I was going to uh, say that, but I was yawning because I'm sleeping.
1: Yeah, no, that's <laughs> fine. Because, like, Wolverine... I guess Kitty Pryde, because she worked for S.H.I.E.L.D. for a little bit, but...
0: Yeah, and Kitty's like, you know, always Wolverine, hanging out with the Guardians of the Galaxy, too, so she's all over the place. <laughs>
1: well, that's true, but that's that's recent. I think, historically, Wolverine and Rogue have always been really intertwined with the Avengers stories. In a Rogue's case, she was supposed to be, like, an Avengers character, and mm-hmm. i'm, I'm, I'm glad that sense. she didn't become that though because then she probably wouldn't she would have probably been like one of those weird offshoot characters that we don't see a lot and instead she ended up becoming a main character of the x-men which i, I feel able like that's take.
0: a way better fit for the kind of character that she is like the world me of too X-Men.
1: but i think maybe in the original incarnation she probably didn't have powers that she absorbed she probably just had super strength and flight and that was it
0: i mean maybe but i don't know i don't know
1: I, I like where they end up going with her basically but this is what i was say, we were saying before where we were trying to like gently allude to like we're like so how's the mcu going to do this are they going to include rogue and i was like well they better because like there's some pretty iconic storylines from the avengers that pretty much depend on rogue being there yeah and as you can tell like she has led both the x-men and the avengers well, like completely. We don't I don't think even Wolverine's what, done we that. We don't know what's
0: gonna happen with the Miss Marvel movie, and I would not be surprised if it like was going through continual rewrites thanks to all these rights issues that are happening now because like i am sure they're just
1: well i mean okay as of today which is like the middle of march 2018 for anybody who's listening to this in the future yeah we uh, have the no X-Men idea, rights, idea
0: how yeah the, pan the out. fox
1: the the x-men rights have just recently gone back to the mcu as was, as in a few months ago and all the movies that they were making that were x-men films all just got pushed into like a tiny t- time frame at the end of the year where they're Mm -hmm. all going to come out like right next to each other. And there's like three movies. And then we know that a bunch of the uh, current MCU movies have changed their timeline as well. That suddenly seems like it's being pushed up along with that. So they're clearly trying to work some stuff out for
0: 2019. Yeah. I I don't know. I I have no idea how any of this
1: is going to go down. I just hope that we get a better version of Rogue.
0: I do, too. I mean, I think it'll be interesting if we get any version of Rogue. I don't really know what to hope for when it comes to what the X-Men are going to turn into. For the moment, in the rebooted X-Men, we don't yet have, like, a version of Rogue, really.
1: I mean, the real question is, we are going to see, like, movies of the X-Men, but would we rather see it as, like, a Hulu or Netflix series where I think it would excel more it would excel but I, think... more.
0: I but i don't i don't know if that's going to happen because at this point you've kind of convinced me that they're just going to keep trying to make the fox x-men movies work and they're probably not going to like recast those actors
1: no i'm not i'm not saying that i'm saying the opposite i'm oh, really? saying that yeah i'm saying that it's more likely that they are going to re they're just going to spider-man it where like there were Spider-Man films being made, and then suddenly there was a brand new Spider-Man in the MCU, and then that's the new Spider-Man movies they were making. Yeah,
0: like, God.
1: And I think that's why they're pushing everything up to be released in a very tight time frame,
0: because production-wise. Because they're just going to totally change everything. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what to think anymore, and I think it's funny that every single time we put out an episode of the show, we like can't resist coming up with a new theory about what we think they're going to do because
1: yeah we just i mean know. i really hope they don't use the current x-men universe because
0: it's I, I, we,
1: okay so at <laughs> the end of season two of x-men the animated series i want to review x-men two when yep. we did x-men one and I X-Men 2 is a movie that I really do also love as a film but it's also a movie that I have to completely remove like anything I know or love about the X-Men in because yeah. it's just completely Which wrong is also like 100% It
0: true of the first X-Men movie and we went over that right. in our episode about that. But, yeah,
1: but it's like somehow worse than the X2. But X2 is a great film. Like, it's a good movie, you know? But it's just. But it's not the X. men to do with se. the X-Men. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know?
0: We'll, we'll get there. It's been a few years since I've seen it again. So, like, I mean, obviously, I've seen it multiple times. Duh. But, you know, yeah. it's been but a while. But I would prefer
1: the MCU try and, like, I think w- what I would like to see them do is do, like, their main X-Men lineup as movies and then have spin-off Netflix series for, like, maybe a New Mutants Netflix series. Or something like that or like Cable and the X-Force as a Netflix series because they can get all Jessica Jones in there and just be dark as fuck.
0: That would be fun. But I don't know if that's going to happen now with Deadpool 2 having like X-Force characters and stuff in it.
1: I don't know. Maybe Deadpool 2 will just like at the end, Deadpool just shows up at the Avengers Mansion or whatever. Like, I don't even know what will happen at Deadpool and Cable just like time travel to another dimension. They're like, okay, we're the only two characters coming over from this dimension (laughs) into this one. Bye.
0: That would be amazing.
1: And they're like making uh, out when they come out of the portal. Speaking of which, so. who's gay?
0: <laughs> oh yeah. We have another segment on the show that isn't the segment where we just talk about Fox and the MCU for ten minutes. I mean that was should that have its
1: own theme song? You should like make if a theme I have song for time that to like the
0: right one, I will, because it keeps coming like, back and it's not an intentional it, it shouldn't be an intentional segment. I should just be I think like, it's gonna
1: be like a segment for like the next year until something fucking happens, you I know?
0: know? God Anyway, oh, so who's gay? Who's Who gay? Is gay? The X-Men are
1: so everyone's gay number one
0: everyone's Um, gay but i think i gotta i gotta give it to storm and rogue even though they're not like that gay in this episode i was just rooting for them so hard like
1: yeah but also because storm's like there for her like in a romantic way she's like i'm here we'll figure this out together
0: yeah and like i know that's not the intention of the writing like i know that but i'm shipping them anyway and i just i thought it was really cute and Storm keeps having to like fly after Rogue Everywhere she goes But she doesn't like freak out at all She's like super calm And like just helps Rogue Every single time she shows up Either yeah, just by standing there like, quietly what can and we supportively, do to help? like Or by like fighting for her Or whatever I don't know I ship it I'm in favor. I'm here
1: for it, too. I'm also here for Pyro and Avalanche, because they were clearly <laughs> oh, yeah. on a date at the beginning of all this. Yep. And that no There's longer are. There's trouble in
0: paradise, though, because Pyro was the one who was like, I want to leave. I don't want to fight the X-Men. And Avalanche was like, I'm obsessed with them. But whatever. They're and still, Pyro's they're like, still why?
1: <laughs> yeah wolverine not that it was in the episode but wolverine well, and cyclops yeah. were
0: just fucking in the background i guess
1: i think it's mostly just Rogue and storm in this mm-hmm. and pretty, then a um, pretty great episode for them if they had done it correctly uh technically mystique and irene would be
0: yeah but gay together irene like exist canonically show but yeah no you're right. she does
1: an evolution though so that's nice to see
0: man i do not remember x-men evolution like at all i i, I don't think you
1: watched it consistently I, didn't really. I think you watched this show consistently but i don't think you saw evolution i don't consistently. think i've
0: seen i don't even think i've like actually sat down and seen every episode of x-men evolution so that'll be weird to like actually watch it
1: that's a separate day this is already <laughs> being lost so we don't need to do that um okay. but that's who's gay that um, is who's
0: gay do we have any reader mail?
1: Yeah, do we want to rate the episode first?
0: Oh, shoot. Rating the episode. I'll give it like a 4.5 out of 5. I'm only docking points for like the the moments at the beginning of the episode that I wasn't as into. Like the blob and stuff. I
1: like. I really want to give it a 5 because I really enjoyed it. So I'm just going to go with it. the 5. But I do think you have a legitimate point that like what the fuck was with all the blob stuff. Because I was also like super annoyed by that. So mm-hmm.
0: I still really enjoyed the episode though i I trying to remember if i've ever given an episode of five i think maybe i have i
1: think i did with like slave island maybe i think
0: i might have given slave island who knows somebody else is probably keeping track of it along that's probably true keeping track of which your favorite x-men are in the list yeah anyway reader mail
1: we have just a couple of reader mails not a lot this week the first one is from james in which he writes in so i think i know what cable's weird lined up Next time, trying to steal candy from a baby to the friends of humanity, dude. I think he is implying that it is the most difficult task that they would be capable of doing. Still, a weird line. Uh, one possibility oh. for a dish. Yeah, get it.
0: <laughs> That's really stupid, but sure. I think
1: he might be right though. Uh, so, one possibility for an additional politics section would be how the computer cube was doing all its calculations and decided it had to kill everyone instead of realizing that they could use Wolverine, which Cable realized, which sort of shows how computers and algorithms aren't always right. Although that's definitely a modern view and not something they were probably going for when they made the show. I really like that, though. It's definitely something
0: that we talk about a lot now with, like, shitty... Algorithms on like, oh my Google god, especially me Facebook who fucking and... has to
1: do market. Like, I work in marketing and dealing with social media algorithms are the worst fucking thing I've ever had to deal with.
0: They're evil, I mean, they're created not necessarily by evil people, but they do evil things. So, yeah, and they can be used for evil things. That's algorithms, true. man.
1: Uh, we had a tweet at us that I wanted to read that was from David. And it said, At the Mutant Ages, just introduced your cast to a gas station attendant by having the Which X-Men is Gay theme blasting all my stereo as they pulled into the station. Hashtag God's work.
0: <laughs> I love this tweet so
1: much. <laughs> I do too, because I was like, this is amazing. Like, I can't imagine that being any better. I
0: h- hope that that gas station attendant has decided to check out the show. If so, welcome. And I hope you enjoy the song and I hope you enjoy the show. Shout out. Yeah, and then, to you.
1: And then I. Ooh, I just kicked my freaking table. Uh, <laughs> Enjoy it, so Avalanche. Excited that
0: you're here. So basically,
1: if you guys want to follow me on Snapchat, you can. And that's at Dr. Yoshi2, and the doctor just being Dr. Yoshi, and then the number two. And some of you do. And sometimes you guys send me snaps, and like when I have time to actually open my Snapchat, I'll watch them. And uh, Drake had sent me one who was written in on the show before, and he was like out hiking and i said enjoy there not being any snow there because we're in the middle of a blizzard up here right now and he wrote back thanks unfortunately i have to give a magical lady a butter dish every 10 years or so <laughs> and then i thought he was just like making a joke because of the Gambit thing but he actually confirmed that he lives there <laughs> and he's like that is and he goes that is what we do here <laughs>
0: Well, I'm glad to finally have it confirmed from somebody straight from the bayou.
1: Telling us about the lady, the fairy lady from the swamp.
0: Yeah, that is from the wonderful episode externally yours. And if you want to know what the heck we're talking about, you should listen to it because it's one of of the greater episodes of this podcast, in my opinion. All
1: right. And then we have one more email that says body sliding from the past into the future and it says hi ryan this is ryan from the past sending a message via time travel into the future to make a mention of the following songs for the x-men jean gray is totally living dud girl by rob zombie and dark phoenix is et by kitty perry okay i have to go body slide into wolverine repeatedly see you x time mr sinister ahaha i mean ryan don't oh know who God. that was some weirdo i don't know
0: what a weird email <sighs> What a I don't know where it magical came from. mystical email from a mysterious source that can't be explained
1: body sliding into a Wolverine
0: oh my God All right,
1: <laughs> uh, that's Those it for now. good
0: messages
1: if you want to send us your emails about the x men you can email us at the at gmail.com
0: you sure can but you can also contact us any number of other ways and we might even still read it on the show For example we're on Twitter at the mutant ages and I we're also individually on Twitter I'm at Mitty Myers and, and I'm
1: at Ryan Pagella.
0: And obviously we're on YouTube as well. Although I guess we didn't mention it in this episode. So I don't know why I said obviously. But anyway, we're on there. And <laughs> obviously,
1: obviously, obviously.
0: We're on YouTube and that we have our
1: production team. All
0: of these really fun videos that Ryan makes where he takes clips from the animated show and puts them alongside our podcast. And they're great. And he we hasn't also make made actual one in a videos while, too. But yeah, Just we do, FYI. we make like live action videos, <laughs> but there's also funny X-Men videos. So if X-Men that's is the at only Atomic thing Blue you're into, that's still something you could watch. And that's at Atomic Blue Productions, which is the little media company under which all of our awesome stuff exists. And you can find all the rest of it at AtomicBlueProductions.com or on Facebook and Tumblr. And it has its own Twitter account that you could follow if you want. Anything that's, else? That's
1: cool. Um, Patreon.
0: Oh, right. Also, we are accepting your generous offers <laughs> for my. <money. laughs> your generous
1: butter dishes. You can you... donate them at our Patreon. Oh, my
0: God please don't send us a butter dish we don't have a po box although we have considered it at times but we don't I think have it's one. some
1: i think after i make my move to massachusetts i may consider seeing how much a po box is but i don't know what you guys would send to it so that'd be weird. a butter but like, dish i mean <laughs> it'd be funny know. if there was like a mutant ages specific oh like unboxing God. i don't even know what Let's, you people had said
0: that 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 should be the value that we introduce at like a yeah. special hundred dollar tier we make you a butter dish
1: I'm not making any butter dishes. No. <laughs> okay. You you can sign yourself up for whatever. that. I am not, not I can't I even don't like don't know
0: how to do it. Why I whatever. I don't I, know why we're going off on this. I can't even like bake
1: food. This. Never mind make a butter dish, whatever. I don't know how uh, we got onto
0: this topic. My point is we have a Patreon and there's some rewards that aren't butter dishes. There's other rewards that you can check out and <laughs> <laughs> please consider kicking us a buck because we have to pay for hosting fees for all of this wonderful content for you and yep. we obviously put a lot of hours into recording and editing it for you as well. So it's cool to get a kickback. Yeah, and it helps us
1: because we plan on making some more shit after the winter's over. So Mm -hmm. we did it. it. We did it. (laughs) We're here. That was a long episode because Rogue had a lot of stuff going on in her brain there
0: she's got multiple Ugh. brains inside of her
1: yeah sometimes red Skull, sometimes Magneto, sometimes i just like making shit up like not out of the case yeah, at like, all she that's, doesn't have that's any of those people. ryan's
0: personal fan fiction that he wrote about um, like a really intense rogue who has all of those people yep anyway okay thank you for listening see you x time see
1: you x time sugar
0: new time. Us at AtomicBlueProductions.com or support us at Patreon.com slash Atomic Blue Productions.